You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm here as Pierce, alongside of my good pal Schmitty. And uh, I think the last podcast we did was one day before the deadline. So last week, uh, a lot has a lot has happened. Uh, the actual trade deadline day itself wasn't that exciting. Most of the trades, as it usually does, it's usually within the the three days up to the deadline that all the big trades happen. And we didn't get that like. Mantha for Verona deal at the last minute, so it kind of <laughs> we were doing the live stream. I think you left like with an hour left, and it kind of just died down. We're like, does Calvin Hahn get moved? And I think or at the last minute we found out Ryan Carpenter got moved, but uh, nothing, nothing really happened. So yeah, we're gonna be covering some week old news here, um, and mm-hmm. and uh, talk about the Blackhawks deadline. So we obviously talked about the Brandon Hagel trade already, and the Blackhawks made. Two more moves. Uh, they traded Mark Andre Fleury to the Minnesota Wild for a conditional second round pick. That pick becomes a first round pick if the Minnesota Wild make the conference final. And then their second trade was Ryan Carpenter to the Calgary Flames for a 2024 fifth round pick. Um, overall, I think I would grade Kyle Davidson a B plus for the trade deadline. Um, the the Hagel trade was obviously amazing. Mark Andre Fleury. That the fact they even got anything for him at all is actually kind of surprising because just th- not only the, the market of teams that wanted a goalie, but the market like the teams that Mark Andre Fleury what what he wait for like we saw he didn't want to go to Toronto and wanted to go to Minnesota because all his fa- like his family's is still close like he's still going to be in the same division as he was in Chicago and so his family's still close it's not like he has to cross the border or anything but uh yeah i kind of want to hear your thoughts uh to me it was like the trade the moves that he didn't make because like the honda get moved kubelik didn't get moved and the news came out that capo kakinen like they were in a trade for capo kakinen that didn't go through so it's to me it's kind of the trades that he didn't make like yeah anyways <laughs> i'm rambling on yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Uh, I think you know my thoughts on not moving assets that you're going to lose in the offseason. I just don't see a point. Even if the market wasn't there that you intended, like, I can't imagine you, you couldn't have gotten a fourth for DeHaan. You know what I mean? Like, at least something. 
I don't know if that means he wants to keep – that might be a thing for Davidson that he wants to keep all those young defensemen in the minors for that playoff run in Rockford. And, like, <clears throat> if that's the case, that's fine. But I I don't know. Like, I'm, we're seeing Eric Gustafson still getting minutes every night. I don't get that. Yeah, Alex Vlasic getting scratched. Like, why – just play him or send him to the minors? Because I think they made it so that he can exactly. play in Rockford for the AHL run. I agree with that. Uh, Kubalik, uh, I was going to say it's fine, but now with the news that they're probably not even going to qualify him, which, like, I get because qualifying offer was at, like, four mil, I think, if he got mm-hmm. a new contract. But if you're going to lose him for nothing, that's going to be a bummer. So either hopefully that goal against Vegas yesterday is going to help him maybe get out of his rut a little bit. Yeah, maybe he goes on a heater. Who knows? He, he can do that. two chances in overtime that game. Not gonna, we'll talk about that later. But um, I – if Kubelik's not a part of this team in the future, you probably should have moved him. That's just my two cents. Uh, you can tell Carpenter there was they got what they could get. That's fine. Like I didn't really expect them to get something crazy. No. Like if they got even a fourth, I'd be shocked. Um, I, the flower trade's going to be interesting because, like, as of right now, it's probably just going to be a second because yeah. it, if I would have to, unless something goes crazy with him, I would think Cam Talbot's starting in the playoffs. He's been phenomenal. He had another 40-save win against the Avalanche this afternoon. Um, that, I, it's going to be – that I, I would assume that's probably a second. So, like like you said, if they could have got Kakamon the other way, that would have been nice. But um, I guess they're going to give Delia a legitimate look for the last 20 games, which I guess he deserves that to an inner regard. I know we kind of dunk on him a lot. but um, It's not really that we even dunk on him. It's we dunk on the people who think – He's still like, going to be something yeah. like a starting goalie, which he yeah. I don't think he ever was going to like, be. Congratulations to him. He had a great win on Thursday, which like I think that was his first win since I think he beat Carolina in the pandemic year. I could be wrong. But uh, if it's not, then that's his first win since like 2019. So good yeah. for him. And like uh, not a shortened season. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if I had to give him a grade on the deadline, you said B plus, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I'd probably say B, B plus. Um, I would say maybe A minus, but. I, I would have. If he got it. something for one of Dehan and or Kubalik, I would have given an A minus. But yeah, it's just it was like it was like it was kind of like uh, we he traded the players that we didn't expect to necessarily be traded. Like we knew Brandon Hagel would be moved had the the right offer been there, and obviously there was. And Mark Andre Fleury was kind of up in the air if he wanted because obviously what happened with Vegas this off season and. Um, him staying in Chicago, does he want to move again away from his family just for oh, probably only a few months? And he did get moved, but uh, the pieces we thought were going to get a lot back, like Calvin DeHaan, maybe even Dominic Kubalik, like they didn't move him. And um, Calvin DeHaan, I'm I'm floored. Like the fact that they couldn't even get like a third round pick for him, really. That's that's interesting. And it kind of kind of felt like that in the deadline. Like all like teams kind of overpaid the few days coming into the deadline. And then you see, saw a lot of these players kind of go for like mid round draft picks. I think Max Stomey went for like a third round pick, something like that. Justin like Brown there wasn't a whole third. lot. Like, yeah. You could have, that's why I'm saying like you could have got a fourth, I think. And I, I don't know. I, you could tell Kyle Davidson really values draft picks and having, I guess, multiple cracks, at really Good talent, obviously. Like I think the Hagel trade is a primary example of that. He got four assets for one. I guess they gave up two fours also, so I guess it's three for four. But like you get four really decent cracks at um, like top talent. That's that's what Kyle Davidson wants right now, and he wanted draft picks, and he wanted futures, and he got them. So mm-hmm. that's that's something you can't be too mad with at the end of the day. Um, 
obviously we had the fallout of what happened where, you know, our cap or the captain, I'm going to say our captain, captain of the team wants to pout and moan and loathe all in every interview he's in, including the ones on ESPN, which is hilarious. Um, you know, now it's the next step for Kyle Davidson. It's, I, I still am banging on, banging the drum. They should resign Dylan Strom. He's at least worth his qualifying. Oh, they, they have he to. How do you uh, rights. Worst yeah. case scenario, you sign him to a one-year deal. Like, he's been amazing since January. Like, you can't, the chemistry he has on that top line, he's been great on the power play. He's gotten better in the dot. Uh, his analytics have gotten way better in terms of possession than they have been in previous years. He's got to be a piece you should keep at least for a couple years. Maybe he's not someone you sign on like a seven-year deal, <laughs> which I don't think Kyle Davidson's signing anyone on the seven-year deal. That's not number 12. But um, <clears throat> it, it's those next steps. It's talking to Taves and Kane in the offseason, seeing what they want to do with their contracts. It's uh, – I. Like, what are we going to do with the goalie for the next for going forward? Because yeah, there's got to we'll be a stopgap. That, that could exactly. have been Capo Kakinen, but you know, whatever. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, you you got to get a good luck here with Lankinen and Delia. These last couple games, like especially Lankinen, like Lankinen should get the load these last 15 games. You got to see what you have in him. Um, and you look at this roster. Who's going to stay? Because as of right now, there's probably seven, eight players that are locks, I'd say. Like, I think guys like Lafferty and Radish are slowly earning their roster spots for next Even year. Kuchuk, yeah. Like, I like the way yeah. both Radish and Kachuk have looked since they came over. Guy like Caleb Jones was, like, really solid this last month. He's really coming into his own in that top six. Um, he's been extremely noticeable, um, especially since Murphy's gone down. He's really stepped up, and so has Jake McCabe, too. I know uh, Jake McCabe's kind of got a – interesting crowd this year because his eye test can be a little he, he's a little like when he gives up a goal he's out of position it's just the way it is but I mean what are you gonna do he's usually super, he's super solid so I don't want to keep ranting but it's just kind of like you gotta see what you got going forward and I'm very interested to see what he does going into the offseason for sure yeah exactly. and we know that That's... sorry I will say one more oh thing. you go you go ahead yeah Last thing about Kyle Davidson that I love, and this is why I was almost leaning towards an A, he's sticking to his guns on these trades. Mm-hmm. He's not breaking down at the end and just giving in to whatever the team wants. He, he wanted two, He wanted something that Rocks just knocked off for Hagel, two firsts and two former seconds is about as good as that's going to get. Freaking, he, he wanted it first for Flurry. He kind of, like, I don't know if you've read or heard Kyle Davidson's interview. He started off by saying we got three first-round picks. That's how he sees it. So... He must be a big Minnesota Wild fan, and we might have to be, you know, at least until got, the conference final. We're gonna be big Wild fans, big Oilers yeah. fans. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's right. We can get another big... second from Keith somehow, which is gonna be awesome if that happens. Like that Isn't would be it... the most random second to get. <laughs> Isn't that that's gonna be one of the most crazy conditions? I I forget how it goes because it's just so crazy. I'm pretty sure if they make the conference or is it the conference final or Stanley Cup final, and Keith is playing top four minutes, it might be yeah, Stanley Cup final. But if it's conference final, and he plays top four minutes, and they play the Wild, we're about to fucking cash. Oilers <laughs> Wild conference final. That's let's go, baby. Cash, oh baby. But um. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen going forward. There's definitely a lot of spots up for grabs on both ends, offense and defense. I don't. I'd probably say there's only four defensemen locked in for next year. Like I think Caleb's locked in. I, I don't. Even, I wouldn't even say Stillman's locked in at this point. Stillman's yeah, been I don't know. since he's gotten back from his injury. Like he was really good before he got hurt. 
But then when he got hurt, he, he, I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll give him time because McCabe kind of looked rough coming back from his injury too. And then you gave him 10 games and he looked fine. So, I don't know. We'll see. But that's 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 the point. Got to look at the last 15 games and see what you got. And at yeah. least you know the, the guys that the big guns are still performing. And if Kane keeps performing at the way he does, talk about Kane's ransom if you want to trade him in the offseason. He is He's performing like he could get one. We all know what Kyle Davidson's goals are. Like, he wants to rebuild. And we saw the comments from Jonathan Taves. Like, oh, it sucks that Brandon Hagel got traded, all that stuff. Just a lot of complaining and all that. And I can understand the frustrations, but I also don't understand how you think this this team is close when you're up 3 nothing against Vegas in the third period and blew it. I He like, said it in the interview, too. That's the best part. He was like, you know, we got to hang on to this lead. Well. Hung on to it for about three minutes, Johnny. Looks good on you. <laughs> like, Sorry. I, I, I see it this way. I don't think Kyle Davidson's going to be actively shopping Taves or Kane, but if they don't want to be part of the rebuild, he'll probably say, okay, if you don't want to be a part of this, we'll do our best to you know, like uh, accommodate you and get you a trade and get you out of here if you don't want to be a part of this. And uh, Again, I, I can understand that it's frustrating you – You've gone from three Stanley Cups early in your career to a team that really hasn't been consistently a good team for five years now. But you also have the right, like the power, if you don't want to be here, if you don't want to be part of this rebuild, where you could probably get moved. I don't know. It's just, I, I, I that's 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 how I see it. Kyle Davidson, he's gonna, he's gonna again, he's gonna stick to his guns. This is gonna be a rebuild. This is in for the long haul. We saw that with him trading for twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four first round picks. They don't have a lot in the system. It's gonna be a long time to build that up and buy the time like the Blackhawks are even good again does Jonathan Taves even going to still be playing hockey I don't know I don't think so like maybe Patrick Kane I still I think Patrick Kane uh, is more likely to stay in Chicago because I think he I don't again I don't I don't know personally but I I just feel like he would embrace like the rebuild more you still need high-end players to play in Chicago and kind of help sell tickets you can't just strip it bare to the bone again we look at look at LA they kept guys like Kopitar they kept Dustin Brown they kept Drew Doughty well kind of because they had to because of those those big contracts but you you know what I mean yeah and but they're but they're not the primary like they they used to be the primary guys on those cup winning teams but they're not going to be the primary guys when if the Kings compete for a cup again, hell, they might even this year. They're like they're underrated good. Like guys like Quentin Byfield are going to step up. Like, yeah, exactly. Like they have a new wave of guys, and that's that's LA's. We've said this so many times that LA is the the blueprint for the Blackhawks, and that's exactly what they need to do. They have to make it so that if somehow I think King can stay stick along for the rebuild. I think if he's like playing on your second line, that's ideal. If Jonathan Taves somehow sticks around in Chicago, like he could be a third line center and then Seth Jones can be like your Drew Doughty where he's playing top pairing minutes. Maybe if he's even a little overpaid. Yeah. That's the big thing with Taves and Kane too. Like a lot of things can change over one summer. Like all it takes is one conversation with Kyle Davidson to maybe get their understandings of what they want. And, you know, you accommodate certain things for your stars. If you're going to have to go through something like that. Like I wonder if Taves calls a guy like Ryan Getzlaff, who's been going through a rebuild in Anaheim and has chosen to stuck around multiple times. But like, also he is living in California, which is pretty nice. Yeah. But like, he's turned down a trade to Vegas twice. Like I, that's, that's been documented multiple times in multiple years. He turned down trades to Vegas at the deadline and then re-signed in the off season in Anaheim. So I wonder if he like, maybe calls one of those guys and just kind of sees what their approach was to like when they were rebuilding, like, cause your captain's got to be fully invested in a rebuild. 
And if he's not, I really, you really got to consider either. I'm not going to say strip him, but you got to at least explore that option. And Ellie did that too. Like Dustin Brown was the captain. And I don't think it was because he didn't want to be part of the team, but like, I, I don't know. Like times are changing. Like uh, the Sharks did it. They moved from. Yeah, they did it twice. They did it with they did Marlo to Thornton, and then they would give it to. Oh God, they did Marlo to Thornton. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it'll just be interesting to see what they do going forward. And like, I agree with you. I I think Kane's gonna. I think Kane still likes the idea that he's the number one option on this team right now. And I I think he kind of realizes if he gets traded, he's probably gonna be a two or three. And I think he really likes that spotlight still. And he's mm-hmm. like, you're obviously going to have a spotlight if you go to like New York or something, but like, you're going to be behind. You're guys not, like you're not going to be not, the main guy. And exactly. you're not Panera. You're not Adam Fox for that team. If you go to Colorado, you're not McKinnon. You're not McCarr. You're not Ransom. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's still the top dog here. I think that means a lot to him. And also his chemistry to bring it, I think matters an extreme amount too. That's a legacy thing, too. Like, he could challenge Stan Makita for all-time points. Within, like, two years, probably, if he keeps it up at this rate. Like, I I was looking at his uh, stats uh, this afternoon. He's on pace for, like, 98 points this year. And that's with a very slow start in the first half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's been on a heater, like, this past month or so. Yeah. But really him, Dylan Strom, and Elks to bring it up. He broke the franchise record for points in March. Yeah, it's just – Kind of going back to Dylan Strom, I, I I don't understand how you don't resign him at this point because I saw in the athletic that they there might be a scenario where they don't qualify, which I don't understand at all. Like Kyle, Kyle Davidson has to know, like you got you got to have something going forward. You got to have something yeah. to look forward to. And DeBrink and Strom came. They're obviously not a perfect line, but when they're out there, they create a whole bunch. So you, like that's something the fans could get excited about. Like that it isn't like you're throwing a bunch of 35 year olds out there. DeBrink and Strom are still like young. They're 24, 25. Patrick Kane. I feel Patrick Kane can be one of those players where he plays into his late 30s and maybe even early 40s and still be an effective guy. Kind of like. I don't know, like Joe Thornton. Like, I know he's not having a great year, but like the, the, a guy where he just sticks a, a, around for a while just because of the way he plays. He trains really hard. Um, rarely do you ever see – like he never gets injured. Like the only time I can I can remember him getting injured was when obviously the Petrovic hit. Like he's just someone who avoids body contact, like avoiding hits and all that stuff, and that plays into his favor. So I could re- – like I could see a scenario where like in five or six years or whatever where – you know, Patrick guys like Patrick Kane and Seth Jones are kind of secondary guys, and they have a bunch of a young core around them, and they go for another cup. But again, Jonathan Taze, I, I just don't know. That's so rough because you had a year off of hockey, you know, you come back, and you're 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 still the captain, obviously. But you need you probably like Jonathan Taze. You you know he wants to be the leader, but do you want to be the leader for a rebuilding team? And and if, if you go somewhere else, do you? are you okay with not being the captain? You know, like, it's just, it's such, that's such a tough situation for if you're Jonathan Taze right now. But yeah. um, it, again, it, if you're, sorry, if, if you're, I was just going to say, if you're Kyle Davidson, if, if uh, Jonathan Taze doesn't want to like stay here, just ship him out. Like, uh, whatever, you, you go ahead. <laughs> well, no, I was just going to say, they're, they're dangling with this idea of like their legacy and if they want to win again. Yeah. And that's going to be a decision that it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to no. be something that they know immediately. It's going to take a whole offseason for them to figure out. And, you know, and if the day comes where they say Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane have waived the no move clause, it's just, um, you know, that day has come. But until then, there's not really much you can do. And if you are, and if you are those two players, 
if anything, you got to keep trying to perform at your best level. Because even if you do want out, you have to be playing well to even be wanted or have a market in, in Taves' case, at least. Like, obviously, I think Taves is going to have a market. It's going to take two teams retaining, I believe. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because even if you retain the full half of the salary, it's still not worth that. Yeah. No one's going to take Taves at five unless they have cap space. They'll take Taves at two and a half, though, or three or something. So that's that's the tricky part with that, though. So we'll just see what happens. But I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see a world where Taves is on this team in two years. I could see a world where Kane's not on this team in two years. I could see a world where they're both on this team in two years. Like, it's. That's the thing you don't know. These are really hard decisions, and it's going to be a reality. Kyle Davidson has to face this offseason because they're going to be eligible for contract extensions. But in the meantime, I still think if they can get a contract done with Dylan Strome before the offseason, I think that'd be that'd be great. I also think you extend Alex to bring it as soon as that day hits. Yeah, like, you don't even waste time. Give him eight years. Just get it out of the way. Dude, don't even give him. Don't even dangle the option. For that entire season, I don't want to deal with the whole season of ooh, are they going to trade Alex to break it? It's like no, just lock don't him even up. don't even make it a possibility where he like sits out a couple games. Like, like I know his qualifying right offers nine. Like just give him nine times. Dude, eight. give him nine and a half. Yeah. Give him ten. I don't care. Just like, give him the guy. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Right. He's proving it right now, and DeBrinket's always been a player who has like a really strong second half usually, but um, he's on pace to break his career high in goals and points this year. Like he is really become his own player. Like, I don't know if you watched that Vegas game on Saturday, but that goal. Yeah, unfortunately, I did. <laughs> well, yeah. But both of his points were just signs of, like, how much his game's changed. Like, the his goal, he's just all over the place all game. Like, can get shots off from anywhere, working the cycle super well. And then, honestly, his quick hands on the pass on the table, I thought was even more impressive because he corrals that puck so quick spins off, I think, Theodore or whoever the winger was or defenseman was on the wall and immediately puts it on tapes his tape. Like, just, that's just things you don't see, you didn't see Alex Debrinkin doing three years ago. And he is no, he's, he's evolved so much in his game, like in his complete game, not just shooting the puck, but also playmaking and like even the, just playing, yeah, playing a full 200-foot game, all that. He's extremely underrated in the neutral zone, I feel like. Like, yeah, he's not like Nick Schmaltz in terms of like pickpocketing and stuff, but he – He's very good in transition, and he's also very good at kind of create. He's he's surprisingly good on the walls, unfortunately. Like you will see him go into the corner and battle a defenseman that's bigger than. No, him. you're not gonna. Have, you're never gonna have an easy battle with Alex Debrinka. Exactly, which I like. And like, hey man, if 19's not gonna be here, he's playing like a captain. So. I know that's what I was gonna say. Like if Taves is not here, that's a guy you could look at and be the captain. Like him and Seth are the first two that come to mind. Honestly, Strom's a Strom's a leader in the locker room too. I feel like at times, like. That's a guy who has been in a leadership role, not at the NHL level, but obviously in, like in AHL and in junior and stuff. Like, there's a young leadership core there. Like Murphy's another one too. Like huge piece of the locker room. Like, it'd be nice to have him back. Hopefully, by the like, it'd be nice to see him back by the end of the year, just to see him get a couple games in. But we all know how concussions can be, so I'm not trying to yeah, rush him back. If they, want, him if they want to shelf him, shelf him. It's not a problem. But um, yeah. Like you said, pre-signed strong. I don't know why I went to Murphy, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Again, that's just the the last the, like what what is it now? Seventeen? I can't even keep track. Eighteen games, I think. Yeah, um, you just you just got to see see what you got. Um, the 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 going to this off season like another thing is going to be they don't have any goalies. Blankenen's not signed. 
uh, Delia is a UFA as well. Um, Soderblom was obviously signed, and I think they just signed Jackson Strauber, who had a decent year in college. Which I mean, hey, get another get another guy guy in there. I don't know if he's gonna be anything no. special, but yeah. Um, you, you still got Camesso, who they're probably not gonna sign for a couple of years. But um, I'm looking at the kind of the UFA market. Like there there are some goalies that you could sign maybe for a cheap one year contract. I think I saw like Darcy Kemper's available. Obviously, Mark Andre Fleury's available if you really want to go for a good goalie. But then you could also go for like I don't know, like Eunice Corpusal or Jack Campbell's also UFA. Like there there's some guys you could go after to go like a bridge deal before guys like Soderblom and Camesso are kind of ready to take over that tan- that tandem but yeah they, they that's that's something they got to figure out this offseason because i don't like if you're going with delia and like in the full year then you're basically admitting that you're tanking yeah and you're I throwing mean, they, in the towel which i think they kind of like davidson did that two has, years ago like, yeah like davidson probably has in the back of his mind that he wants to do that anyways like they they probably like they're de- definitely their goal is not to make the stuff he wants Connor bernard he's made yeah. it very clear like he's made it very clear he wants one of these top picks in the next couple of years. And I don't blame him. Like you want to kickstart a rebuild, getting a guy like Ryder Bedard is gonna like that's gonna kickstart it. And if they get a guy like Ryder Bedard, I think that's more of an argument to keep Kane because you want a you want a superstar like Kane around that young talent to you know kind of show him the ropes and stuff. Like I like Shane Wright should be taking notes from Kane and Taves if he gets picked. That's all I'm gonna say. It's not something where I think you trade them after you get Shane right. But if you do, you do. But that's just my opinion. Um, I'm trying to look at the goalies right now. Sorry. This is no, it's okay. <laughs> but um, I like Corpusalo as an idea. I feel like he wouldn't be too expensive. And I, I, know, I know he had end-of-season surgery. But also, like, I feel like Columbus has kind of fallen in love with Merce Lincolns in a way. Oh, so, they, they definitely I have, think, and I think they have a couple of goals in their system. I don't think Corpusell is going back there, and they're 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 talking oh, yeah, about they got, like Jarosoff so. and Valine and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they got a bunch. Um, why can't I sort these by goalies? What? There we go. Thank you. Jeez, like, <laughs> I don't know why cat friendly is being so difficult today. Here we go. Okay, so God damn, oh, we can get a Miko baby. Let's go. Uh, well, that's so funny. <laughs> cat friendly does such amazing work, but it's just like something. Well, God damn you, cat friendly. Oh, yeah, there's great just, work you do, but you can't do this. <laughs> right. I, I'm curious to see if, um, like, I don't know if, like, he might be looking for, like, a trade, uh, him being Kyle Davidson for a goalie. I wonder if they look at, like, Anton Hudobin for a year. Because Ottinger's going to be an RFA this offseason, and, like, Dallas has a lot of contracts. They're going to have to pay a lot of guys this offseason. They got Robertson. They just pulled. Robertson. Nelsky, they got signed that five million. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be tough. Thing. And I think, like, let me pull up Dallas real quick. Well, they got Klingberg as an RFA or UFA. I think he's gonna. That's walk. right. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, like, there's. I wonder if they maybe go look at the trade market for a goalie. I'd really like them to look at like an Alex Georgiev if the price is right. But obviously, they're probably gonna sell high on Georgiev, and a team like Buffalo could give them what they're looking for. So I'm not gonna say that that's probably something they're gonna do. Probably not. But um. I, I, I would really think they might look at the trademark at the soft season for a goalie. Because, like, there might be a name out there that we just don't know yet. That, John Gibson. <laughs> like, maybe Seattle's looking to move one of their don't dead like shit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Washington wants to move. Because I think both Fanachet. Well, they're both RFAs. RFAs, yep. yeah. 
That would be one. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Vanishek or Samsonov because it sounds like Samsonov's just like either he's really on or he's off. There's no in between. So, okay. So, the offseason for the Stars. Sorry, I finally got the cap friendly pulled up. Razalov's <laughs> a UFA. Raffles a UFA. Nemestikov's a UFA. Uh, Gurianov's an RFA. Ooh. Robertson's an RFA. Yeah, that's going to be some money. That's going to be some money. Well, especially Robertson, he might get. Like, I don't. Well, he and had, and he's an RFA too, too, and that's yeah. going to be not cheap. So I don't know if Robertson will sign an eight-year contract like right off the bat, but man, I'd bridge. Please, yeah, like, yeah, that's it. That's interesting. I do not uh, envy Jim Naylor, whoever's GM there still in Dallas. Jim Naylor, whatever his name is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to have – yeah, they're going to have an interesting offseason for sure. And I, I wonder if, like, a lot of these cap strap teams, the Hawks maybe look at them and they're like, okay, well – That's what, that's what you got to do. This, like, 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 they even did that that offseason – like, last offseason. Like, if mm-hmm. not saying there's going to be a Marc-Andre Fleury type of goalie available, yeah, but if there's like a team – like, Yeah, but, like, if you can find a guy who's still decent, maybe has, like, a bit of a – cap hit to him with like a couple more years left but you get like a draft pick or a decent prospect with it you got to do that any way to acquire young talent and assets and it's not like they're going to be super cap strapped in the future anyway so I was take on the Brosky contract base <laughs> <But Brosky, laughs> give, give us your 2025 first round pick for oh him and you God. won't have first round picks for like the next four years I love it I love it and then we get Bobrovsky and he wants a Vesna <laughs> <laughs> then they're um, just like, no, we got to keep Abrowski. How about we give you Spencer Knight instead? Well, that's not good. I'm curious. Oh, man. You know, this is big brain right here. But out the big brain speaking on of the trade market, wonder if they go to Vancouver and look at one of their goalie prospects. Because, like, Thatcher Demko is the guy, clearly. He's proven. Yep. He is. Wonder if you, like, maybe take a flyer on, like, a Michael DiPietro or something. Hmm. Like, I don't know if just that's... Just get, like, a bunch of goaltending prospects in there and just hope... Fuck it, one of them's got to hit. Yeah, hope <laughs> one of them pans out, yeah. That's what uh, New Jersey's doing right now. They got, like, Gillies, Dawes, Blackwood. Like, they got all these guys. That's what that's right. Mm. Carousel bullies. Uh, maybe we need to go get Maxine Legacy. <laughs> get Oscar Dance. Just get, like, all the Vegas guys Let's that want a game. Dylan Ferguson. Let's go! Starting goalie for the Blackhawks next year. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so funny. <laughs> It'd be so great. Oh man. But um I, I really think I really think the trade market might be the answer for goalie. It's like I was looking at the UFA market and it looks like there's like four or five names that look interesting, and then it's a lot of guys who are like on the wrong side of 35. And that's why I, I think Unicorpus Sal is an intriguing name because like hey, finish mm-hmm. Tana. Like I think Kevin Lankinen stays. Like I see a word where he's signed for one year. Him, man. Like even as a one B, like mm-hmm. He likes being here too. He just like he kind of knew the situation he was in when Flurry got here. Like if Flurry's on a heater, you're not starting. That's kind of no. how it is. Then he got hurt too while he was starting, which like yeah. was super unfortunate. Um, but like Lincoln has proven when he gets a solid amount of starts, he can be that guy. It's just like, uh, I don't know. He, I need to see him. Like I said, I need to see him the final fifteen games. Because mm-hmm. he yeah. he's a guy who really got like one start every two weeks this year, so I need to see him get yeah, that. Played Flurry so much, so damn much. Oh yeah, and I don't blame way, Flurry that much, but still. By the way, Flurry got a win against Columbus. Yeah, he did. I saw that too. A three-two, and a and they like four. picked up a bouquet of flowers off the ice. I'm pretty sure I saw. Mm-hmm. 
Good for him. I, I, oh, yeah. Flower and Mini will be fun. Uh, Minnesota, on the other hand, they need to learn how to score without the goalie pulled. But, um, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's a thing. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Also, Kaprizov's, like, still insane. Like, dude should be a hard finalist. I think you said that, like, two months ago. But like, Yeah, like, that, that was kind of, like, my underrated hard pick. But, like, we can kind of segue into that topic. There are so many players with so many great seasons and they might not even get like heart nominations yeah. to like even have it recognized like roman yossi in any other season Dude, roman yossi like i think the, all the talk was on kiyama car roman yossi's having a better than year than he is. And, he has less, and he has less to work with he's like on pace for 105 he had the game winning assist today too against philly he had the, he took the shot like i'm like watching the highlights i'm like oh one minute left roman yossi from the point what could possibly go wrong <laughs> gets fucking against doinked. philly as well and guess who it got doinked in by pierce i just remember because oh, no. it was your boy tanner should no it's tanner no i thought you were gonna say it went off of rasmus for still oh no he got the gordy Howe hat trick tanner should know <laughs> um, who like fought like Hayden Hoxton or something, where I think it was like a second game ever. I think I saw it. He was like playing the ECHO like last week or something, but Philadelphia is just so bad. We need a guy. Oh, yeah. Call him on up. <laughs> Call him on up. Yeah. Bro, uh, one of my favorite uh, guys who's having a great season that's not getting talked about is freaking Freddie Anderson, bro. Freddie Anderson would win the Vesna if Igor Shesterkin wasn't amazing. Freddie Vesna? Freddie Vesna. Fucking Jakob Vesna, fucking Igor Vesna. Like, there are literally four goalies I could argue. Should Jeremy Vesna, Vesna man. Vesna man. <laughs> nah, not Vesna man, bro. It's Vesna Soros. Come on now. Ves, Ves Soros. Vesi Soros. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, there's so many goalies who are having tremendous seasons and they aren't getting talked about. And, like, when I look at a goalie having a tremendous season, yeah, they might have, like, a 920. But if they are getting the heavy workload as a goalie, that is extremely impressive. Like, Carl Hill does not get enough credit for getting 44 wins for Winnipeg in one season. Think about that. Like, Cam Talbot started – Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury started, like, 70-plus games in a season one time. That's nuts. Like, that's actually – Talbot started, like, 75 games, I think. And he the, fucked the him one up years. for three years. Yeah. He, he literally was not the same goalie after that for three years. Like, if anything, that argues the – And only 75 games, I think he played, like, probably another 15 in the playoffs. So, he played, like, almost Seriously? 90 games worth of hockey in one year. the second round that year. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Talbot was cooked after that year and the year after that. So poor guy, but he's doing well now, so that's good. Um, but like, like you said, there's just so many se- like players that are having just rock star seasons, and no one's talking about it. Like I'm, I'm, I am for one, and like loving the race of is Chris Kreider going to beat his career high in points with mm-hmm. goals? <laughs> he's on pace to do it right now. He's on pace for 56. What's his career pretty, high? 56. I think it's 54. I think his career oh, high in points is 54. Be like, it, it's not high. I know that. It's 53. He's doing that. He's doing Which, it. funny goals. enough, he's already broken that, that point. It's just a matter of if he'll get enough goals. Oh, to break I, was, I think he's yeah. going to break it strictly in goals right now because of the way he's just banging him in right now. It's crazy. And, like, Panarin's having another stud season. Like, I think he's got, like, more assists. He, I, he and Kane have, like, the same amount of assists right now. It's pretty funny. But, um. I find it funny that Adam Fox is like, oh, he's not having a good enough season as he did last year. Yeah. (laughs) It's just because he's not up to the standard of uh, Shesterkin or Kreider. Exactly. (laughs) Fucking 
that team is so goofy. Like, and they're and now they actually don't have AHLers in their bottom six. So naturally, yeah, they're they good. have Frank Vitrano, Andrew Kopp, and Tyler Mott. Who would have thought that would have made a difference instead of Greg McCaig? Not I. Never me. Why would I say that? Also, Jack Hughes is having a rock star season. He's over a point a game right now. They're only really questioning that uh, contract. I think that might be all. Yeah, you know he. Yeah, but again, at the time he didn't he didn't show that, but he's just been on a tear. He showed flashes, but this year he's been so fucking consistent. It's like him and Brad have been just rock stars. All Brad is a point per game. Nick Ritchie's got nine goals now. (laughs) (laughs) He got the assist. He got the goal from Nick Schmaltz, baby. I love Arizona. I fucking love Arizona, bro. Bro, it was Arizona versus Winnipeg today. What a matchup! Oh, Kyle Connor. Speaking of guys who are having rock star seasons, I think he's got forty and forty right now. Yep. what a beast. 41, no 41. Talking, no one's talking about that, bro. What a freaking beast. Oh, my gosh. You got David Pasternak having the quietest 30 goal se- 37 goal season ever. Like, he, he, the dude just scores goals and no one talks about it. It's hilarious. Um, Victor Hedman is having a rock star season. Like, I think he scored again today. Matthew Shane has 34 goals and 67 points. New career high, by the way, on both, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, you know what's might- funny? He had 13 points all of last year in 34 games. I mean, it's only 34 games, but uh, he has 34 goals and 67 points in 60. Dude, you know how many of those are? Like, Jeff Skinner's got 26 goals, man. He's on pace for, like, 65 points. Jeff Skinner, the guy who went 20. He's crazy. I was going to say, Matt Zuccarello has 67 points in 56 games. Did He's on pace for 100, 100 points. Sorry, what? That's out of all the 2017-2018 Rangers are all on pace for Yeah, Pavel Buz- I saw Pavel Buchnevich sit like a tree. You're trying to get something points. points. No one's talking about that, bro. Buchnevich is on a parking heater. Like, that. that's like one thing I think I try to bring up a lot. Like, St. Louis' top nine this year has been unreal. Like, if they so get goalie, goaltending, they could be a dark horse to compete for a cup, which I oh, think yeah. they haven't made a goalie. Oh, yeah, like, it, that round one matchup versus Minnesota is going to be a... Ooh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a heavyweight oh, yeah. match. Like, I, I'd probably give the goaltending edge to Minnesota, but, like, everything else... Because like, Mark-Andre Fleury's going to play. Hell yeah, brother. But, like, the rest of them? Dude, St. Louis's roster is looking real good right now. Like, I mean, Nick Letty on the third pair is a good pickup, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that. Um who else did they get? They got someone else to it. I don't know. Whatever. St. Louis is going to be fine. Uh, trade deadline was a week ago. That's the thing about the actual trade deadline thing. There isn't really any memorable trades. Tarasenko is having a great bounce back here, too. No one's talking about that. I think he's got almost 30. That's funny because Seattle could have picked him. She... <laughs> oh, they could have. You know, Johnny Gaudreau is having 90 points in a contract year. Like, dude's going to get paid out the nose this yeah. offseason. Holy crap. Matthew Kachuk has 82 points, bro. He's going to get paid this That whole season. first line is just incredible. They should just fucking count their blessings. They got Lincoln. Nazem Kadri's going to get paid. Imagine. 63 games. Yeah. Oh, dude. So many of these dudes are getting paid this offseason. Like, oh, my God. Because Avantage's got 68 points. That's good. Jeez. Just, just because Avantage's always one of those guys that just racks up the points quietly. Like, and we're gonna, oh, and man. we're and there's still a month to play of hockey. We're gonna see a oh. lot of these go up. Oh, and that guy Sidney Crosby's on his best point pace in the last six years. Yeah, that, that guy too. You know, he's pretty decent still. That's that sixty nine point fifty five games. Nathan McKinnon. And we're just and we're just like, like Jesus. <laughs> 
And we were just like so wowed by Connor McDavid's season last year. And we're just like, oh, he only he only has ninety seven points and is leading the NHL in scoring right now. Him and Drysaitel. Bro, I know Ekblad's out for the rest of the year, but he had fifty seven and sixty one. That's like. Really? Yeah. yeah That's the thing. There's so many guys that you'll, you'll, you can say, and it's like, oh, wow. Dylan Larkin's a point a game this year. Look at him. Same points as Alex. Sam Reinhardt's got 62 points, and he's on Florida's third line. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I just like, – this is so good. But they lost to Toronto today, so I don't know. Jesper Brad is having the quietest 65-point season I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap. Like, Timo Meyer over a point a game. I love seeing that because Timo Meyer's had a rough last couple of years. Uh, the pandemic year and the year before that really didn't do him favors after that extension. So I'm really glad to see him get back to form. Jake Densel has just quietly been pointy game the last like five years. No one just mm-hmm. ever talks about that. Kuznetsov finally bounced back. He's a pointy game this year. Like Pavelski found a youth. We all know that. Like Gabe Landis. Caused, Jonathan Taves like, could somehow do that. Even close to that. Bro. He did it like three years ago. That's so that's the that season I won't forget Bowman for. That's the season I won't forget Bowman for. Taze and Kane gave you career highs and points, and to break it at forty goals, and you didn't make, you didn't do it. And Dylan Strom was like point per game, and you couldn't make. Yep. Eric Gustafson sixty points. points. Yeah. Come on, man. Like what come Cam, on, Cam Ward and Brandon Manning. What a beast! <laughs> Holy shit! You could have signed to Han that off season, and then you could have kept Forsling, who ended up turning out being pretty decent. Hmm. Yeah, 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 By the yeah, way, Brian yeah. Russ has 55 points in 45 games. Who, to quote Dom Lachizan, who the fuck is Brian Russ? <laughs> so true. Chris Letang, 56 points this year. Good for him, man. Jeez. I believe both of them are UFAs. Oh, yeah. Chris Letang's to get paid, bro. Unless, of course, he takes a hometown discount to stay in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Freaking Tyler, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's point of game. Probably be higher if you don't play all the games. Um, you know. <laughs> Nick Suzuki's got 49 and 66. He kind of bounced back a lot. It's good to see. Freaking, I'm just like going through all the points right now. I, don't I know. know it's 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 so fascinating because oh, Michael Ponte, you are like, not wow, winning they're... the trophy. <laughs> Michael Ponte's got 50 points. Jesus Christ. If if Cole Caulfield, like if Dominic Ducharme was not the head coach, Cole Caulfield might actually have won the Calder. Yeah, Cole Caulfield actually looks like an Alex Abrinkit comp now. It's crazy when you play him in the right situations. I don't know. Like, it's crazy, when you give, it's crazy when you give guys that can shoot the puck space, it usually works out. <laughs> Man, but he, I, I think he – what's the stat? He's got 25 and 21 right now. Yeah, like, just, he has like 13 goals. Like he's awesome. on pace for an over Two goals in eight seconds like a week ago. <laughs> Rockstar shit. I love it. Oh. Like, Montreal's got a lot to be excited about, especially with the draft being in their city. Maybe they can get a Shane Wright. Maybe they can get a Logan Cooley. Like, maybe, probably, obviously. Like, you're going to get – They're getting a top five pick. They're getting – like, I'm curious. I saw a mock draft where um, – I don't know how to say his name. He's a defenseman. I think it's like Juricic. Juric, oh, David Juricic. He got injured yeah. right from what I heard. I, I saw someone have him second in their power rankings. I was like, what the heck? I have never seen that one. Like, I've seen a bunch, but, like, I haven't seen Juracek up there. But, like, I'm very curious to see what some of these teams are going to be looking for in the draft, in the top five. Because I feel like after the top pick, it's going to be kind of like last year and the year before that where everyone's just like, oh, that guy's going there. Okay. Like, who's going to be this year's Mason McTavish? That's the question. 
Yeah, usually one and two are like solidified. I think it's probably going to be Rain and Cooley. I'd imagine. I don't know. I don't. I I haven't looked too much into this year's draft to be honest, but I probably I'm going to no, start doing first that. Round pick. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like if 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 we did have a first round, hell, we might even still like if we somehow by the grace of God get the first or second overall pick. But yeah, it's just no first round pick. It's like not even like a like a, like a late first round pick. It's just like nah. Hey, but yeah, I'm going to try to look. Conference final. Yeah, exactly. And, and everything will be all right. And then Edmonton will make the conference foul as well, or the stack, or whatever. Okay, that was. And, and Duncan Keith will be playing nice. top four minutes. Let and then hell yeah. All these draft picks. And that's so funny. And seeing Oiler fans just being like, or be like, um, you know, do a little offseason moves, and they'd be like, Duncan Keith, retire. Put the cap in on Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not happening, bud. <laughs> sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just gonna say like yeah, but I'm gonna try to dig into some of the the like the late first second round guys that that, that could drop. David Goy, yeah, David David Goy keeps rising, and I don't like it. Now I see him in the first. I, round I don't. This does not fit my agenda. He should be falling to thirty nine. Yeah, is a Like we need to make sure that happens. But um, I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen. But yeah, like we were saying before, though, like a lot of crazy ass seasons going on, and a lot of these guys are in contract years, like. Top, the top four guys, Kadri, Gaudreau, Kachuk, and oh, fuck, who's – there's one more I'm missing. Oh, Lining. Lining's having a rock star season, too. He's in the contract year. Like, those are going to be the ones that really set the market. Honestly, too, like, Malkin just got a hat trick today. He's been kind of yeah, – fucking 11 to 2. I was so shocked when I saw down. that. Holy crap. I, I saw I, that that was the first time a team has scored 11 goals in the NHL game since 2003. Yeah, well, you know the last team to score 10. <laughs> Against yeah, was, Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Toronto did it to Detroit earlier this year in that like ten to seven game. We don't. Talk we don't count players. anything the yeah. Leafs did. Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Mickey Mouse team. Yes. Every sir. goal they got is Mickey Mouse, unless it's Austin Matthews. Man, Mickey Mouse. Mickey also, Mario. another uh, quiet season. Mitch Marner's on pace for like thirty goals. Like gonna get yeah, thirty yeah, goals yeah, yeah. Do it in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Do it in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I knew you were. Kirby Doc has a playoff goal. Rich Marner got one. Dude, <laughs> Matthew Highmore has a playoff goal. He's got more. Or, He's got yeah. more. What a beast. Oh, man. One Who of my favorite one? things is I'm pretty sure Seth Jones and Mitch Marner have the same amount of playoff points, and I'm pretty sure Seth Jones has only played like five more playoff games as a defenseman. So Seth Jones is the man, clearly. Toronto should trade him for William Nylander. Woo! That has to be a goal this offseason if you're Kyle Davidson. you got to figure out which defenseman's going to stick with Jones. Because he's kind of had a revolt. <laughs> Wyatt Kaiser, yeah. baby. Just sign him. Remember the next Bobby Orr, Ryan Kaiser. Everyone anointing him as the next Bobby Orr, and I checked the tweets, and that was the only tweet Literally that had Bobby nothing. Orr and Wyatt like, Kaiser in it. Or bud. Sure. <laughs> like, but I was told Steph Curry isn't a good shooter. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fucking. Ugh, God. Blackhawks Twitter is just a cesspool. It's, it's, it's definitely an interesting bunch, I tell you that. Interesting bunch. But yeah, I, want, I kind of want to talk about a bit more about like what's going on in the Blackhawks system, kind of bring up why Kaiser, like, I think his, his uh, season with the Unis, University of Minnesota Duluth has finished. So um, I don't think he's probably not going to sign this year, but I wonder within next year if he signs because that's a guy with legitimate top four potential. Isn't Connor like he, Kelly on that team too? Uh, yeah, Connor Kelly is on that team. Uh, 
like outside of Reichel, it's like a bunch of guys who could be like that second place guy. White Kaiser could be that guy. Trust me, he's that guy, pal. He is that guy, pal. Um, yeah, I gotta watch more film on Kaiser, but he's been from what I've heard, he's just like a hell of a skater. Like that's yeah, he's very good defensively. He's not like a, he's not a big guy, so he's not gonna body check you and slam you into another dimension. But he's gonna use that stick work, and he's a good puck handler, and he's starting to show some offensive prowess. Like that's a guy who could be a top four guy, second pairing guy. Maybe if you pick a stick, stick him to Seth Jones, that'd be a good. Got to develop these guys, right? All you gotta mm-hmm. do, like. I really like that Kyle Davidson was saying they don't want to rush guys and they're not. A no, that's the thing. They do not have to rush anyone. There's no yeah. reason to. What the fuck are you going to do? Make the playoffs? You're- <laughs> what are you going to do? Be good. <laughs> what are you going to do? Stop pucks? Yeah, good one. <laughs> what are you going to do? Play team defense? Yeah, I've never heard of that one before. <laughs> team defense. No, that's a thing I haven't heard in a long, long time. A long time. A long time. Mm-hmm. But I saw Colton Doc got a hat trick in uh, Kelowna, which he good for him. Like he was, I think he had a very slow start to the year, but he's really picking it up and he's like well over point per game in WHL. Get, I don't know if he's going to be anything too special, but hey, like that's a guy, middle six. He's got a guy. wicked shot. Man. Yeah, power. He can be a power play guy. Makers. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um, if he can learn how to go to the front of the net. He'll be. He'll really get up the ladder in this team real quick. Trust me. He uses that size. Probably doesn't know how to use it yet, but <laughs> maybe it'll come. Um, and Rockford is just really interesting right now because they have so many young guys on that team and they're battling for a playoff spot. Arvid Soderblom is going to be the guy in the HL. I saw they're like the guy who came up from Indy, Mitch Gillum. I think that's what his name is. Reagan would know that. Like, if we had her on, she'd be we'd have ask her about that. But yeah, you got like a 38 save shutout and his first ever AHL start, which is awesome. And they they just have like a bunch of guys on the seat, especially defensemen. Like Ian Mitchell's having a low key good year in Rockford. I wonder if he gets on the team next year as like a third pairing guy because I still think he could be a guy that you put on your third pairing and maybe have on like a power play too kind of thing. Because I think a lot of his goals have come on the power play. Um, obviously Lucas Reichel's down there. We all know about him. His point per game. He's gonna be on the team next year. You might even see. Oh, pardon me, a couple more games, and there's just like a bunch of guys that are, like, heating up. Like, Michael Tepley had a terrible first half. Like, he barely had any points, and now he's, like, like half a point per game now. So, it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch Rockford going down the stretch because they are battling for a playoff spot. Now, it would be awesome to see them make the playoffs, especially, especially for these young guys to beat it into them that, like, not to, like, they're actually going to play important games on, like, in Chicago where you're not really going to be doing that for the next few years. We don't do that, yeah. Exactly. And that's what I'm – that's why I want them to stay down there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, get those four sector there. Let him play. Exactly. That's so frustrating. I don't get that. I want to see guys. I want to see like Evan Bear get a look in the NHL at some point. I feel like he's earned one, but um, I don't know when that's going to happen. So Mike we'll Harmon's see. doing great too. Like he's almost point per game. Same with Brett Conley. I forgot to bring that. Like they, like a lot of yeah. the guys are really stepping up in Rockford right at the right time too. And they didn't have a great start to the year either. So. Nope. Soderblom really changed their season's trajectory, hundred percent. And Lucas, yeah, like a Lucas Reichel and Michael Tepley have really good chemistry right now. Well, I think Tepley just got hurt, but you know what? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been Alti Barmakian, uh, Reichel, and Tepley as a line. What a line! Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's something we're to keep uh, try to keep track of is like the Blackhawks prospects and. 
yeah, that's pretty much it for that. Um, I want, I want, I kind of wanted to talk about the Blackhawks like like road trip, three game road trip. Um, obviously wins against Anaheim and LA, nice wins. Um, the the Vegas game, uh, they're up three nothing, obviously. But the the funniest thing to me is that Evgeny Dodonov got the overtime game winning goal, and we could talk about that whole thing. But I feel like everyone's been talking about it. Oh my God, they're literally beating a dead horse. But but <laughs> um, that's that's so funny to me that uh, the Donoff is like might actually save their playoff chances by scoring that overtime goal. And hey, not the first time he scored an overtime game winning goal after his team made an amazing comeback. Am I right up high? Clearly that clearly that couldn't have happened, right? No, that's never happened before. And clearly, if it happened to that team, they didn't. You know. They, they overcame that and won a playoff record or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't the, know. the joke is that he did the Ottawa last year and they beat Toronto. Ha ha, funny. Ha! Ha! I know. But, um, Toronto joke, laugh. Yeah, honestly, like, that last game is going to leave a sour taste in the mouth of the road trip, which on, on an, any other note would have been a great road trip. Like, I don't exactly. think they've swept the West Coast road trip in a, like, since the team's been good. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a long time since they swept the West Coast road trip. So, that would have been nice. They played very well against a – well, I can say very well. Uh, they the, – I don't know. Their shot selection for the other team was very good against L.A. Yeah, they let up, like, 45 shots. But if you look at – That's because a lot of them are crappy. Like, exactly. They're, like, shots. shots from the point, low-calorie mm-hmm. shots. There it is. They, they, they were better in the high-danger category. Uh, their power play has been better as of late. Taylor Radish, baby. Woo! Taylor Radish has been super I solid. I love the way he's been playing. Dude, he's so good on the forecheck, and that's something this team's needs. He's a big boy. Dude, that's the one. Like, Kyle Davidson. Yeah, definitely boy. <laughs> you could tell the kind of player Kyle Davidson wants on this team going forward, clearly. Because, like, with guys like Lafferty, guys like Kachuk, guys like Radish, they're big bodies who could skate and potentially play both ways. Obviously Lafferty wasn't really back checking on that Eichel goal. But um <laughs> but uh, I mean like he's it's clear the kind of player or the kind of team he wants to build around these skill players that they have. And honestly it's what I think we've been banging on the whore, banging on the table for for God knows how long. Just guys who will play both ways and go to the corners, go do the dirty work. Like Taylor Radish on the power play is kind of exactly what this like what I've been fucking screaming for this team to have, which is someone in the bumper that Patrick Kane can hit that's right-handed. That they haven't had that since Nick Schmaltz. Like they try to do it with Tyler Johnson, Biggie but Schmaltz. you know he can't stay healthy. God bless him. Like I feel, I feel so bad. I hope Tyler Johnson can get a couple games in before the end of the year because he. Literally, it's like the worst luck for this year. It goes from back to back. games, man. Yeah. Come on. It goes from back to back Stanley Cup champions, Tampa to Chicago, and everything that's happening. You can't even play games. Yeah. Poor guy. But um, <laughs> hey, he got his cups and he's getting paid. So that Good is for true. Him. Yes. But um, yeah. So like, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this roster going forward. Like, hundred percent. And I like the moves they've made. I like the. I like the way Derek King's kind of deploying the lines right now. I would kind of like to see Doc back on the wing. I thought that was working with Taves, and I think you could do that with like him and Radish. But I guess he likes them with Doc and Lafferty. And, and I'm sorry, Kershaw should be playing every game to end the year. I don't know why he's in and out of the lineup for a guy like Borgstrom. Either that, set him down to Rockford. I don't what know has Borgstrom proven at all 
to show that he should be in the lineup over Kershaw, or even like Reese Johnson. Reese Johnson. I know. I was gonna. I was gonna Reece say. Reese Johnson Reece was really Johnson's good on that three game road trip, bro. Like, I'm glad he finally got another look since coming back from his clavicle injury. Like, he wasn't terrible when he was playing early when Derek King's in Derek King's tenure, but like, that's a. Now that Ryan Carpenter's gone, that's a guy I want on my fourth line. You know what I mean? Him and Ed Whistle. They're starting to get some Yeah, I've liked that fourth line because Kachuk. Kachuk, Johnson, and Endwis. So, like, that's not a bad fourth line going forward. Young and cheap. Hard check. Hard. Hard on the fourth check. Like, that's what you need. Big boys, too. Big boys. Good Canadian boys at that. Tell them, Pierce. <laughs> Tell them how it be. Tell them, Skip. Um, Tell them, Skip. But, um, yeah, no, it was a good road trip. Uh, they got a interesting schedule coming up. Like, it's funny. They're playing – they are playing a lot of teams that they haven't played all year to end the season. So, yeah, like, they play LA three times, like, besides the time they just played, or, like, along with the time they just played them. Like, they play LA three times. They play San Jose two more times, I think. They play Philly twice still. Uh, they play Buffalo twice still. Like, they got an interesting schedule to close out the year. So, you could definitely – you're definitely going to see some offense. Let's just put it that way. They're playing a lot of teams that like to give up goals. Yeah, pick up some wins. Make it, maybe make it that – Some confidence, isn't, man. Isn't, yeah, maybe isn't – Picking top ten. Screw you, Yarmo Kekalainen. Listen, the dream scenario is you get that pick to like twelve, thirteen, and if you move up, you move up. That's kind of the way it works. Obviously, yeah, exactly. I'd probably like you to stink to have a little bit of a better second round pick, but I also wouldn't sleep well knowing we gave him Joachim Kemmel or some shit yeah. in the first round. I don't think that's how you say his name, but you know what I'm yeah, talking about. No. The winger who's got a wicked shot. If they give someone like that in the top ten to him, I'm not going to be thrilled. Like. If we're – don't give him another cool cylinder, please. Like, no. goddammit. Like, that's that's already enough pain, please. Oh, God. <laughs> Columbus is going to be sick next year. Like, I, I heard the hockey guy talking about it. He was like, um, you know, they're, they're going to be – they're in a pretty good spot going forward. But if you keep Line a and, like, Johnson signs this offseason – Oh, I was going to say, yeah, Ken Johnson. Of, like, that's a lot of skill in that top six. And, like, you got Voracek, you got – Roslevic, who I think would be a great three C on that team, still Bjorkstrand's still a stud. Like Columbus has the pieces. Elvis is their goalie. They got Wierenski on the blue line. They got um, both. They got Boquist. They got Jake Bean. They yeah. got. Uh, They're Lassler. all right. They got Gabakov, who I is extremely underrated in my opinion. Like I think if Columbus ever wanted to move off him, they could easily get a first round pick. He's that touted, I believe, defensively, in my opinion, at least. But, um, rot. Exactly, brother. Because he hits <laughs> and blocks shots. I love how Ben Sherrod had the best fucking analytics against Montreal. <laughs> like top, like you know, like the hockey stack cards. He was at the top. <laughs> you know what? We know what Florida is their their analytical rehab. rehab. Sorry, anyone that's shit, they just go to Florida. Not only do they put up points, but their analytics are just great. <laughs> like it's the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, From wine to water, exactly, brother. They're so good. It's like the opposite of Jesus, except they're gonna lose in the first round. <laughs> it's the opposite of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's Satan. No, it's it's Saddam Hussein with Satan. Bro, can we talk about is. the Atlantic for a second? Because like, <laughs> Boston jumped Tampa. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, looking at it right now. Um, <laughs> So the 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 Atlantic is Florida. That's all for now, folks. So first place it's Florida. Second place it's Tampa Bay. Since Toronto won today, they're third. And Boston is in the first wild card spot. I'm sorry, but, but did have you seen the latest Steve Dangle podcast? 
Oh no! On Friday, Wait, I don't remember it. To be oh honest. my god! So like they're going through the standings, and Steve sees that Toronto's playing Boston, and just starts <laughs> screaming. He's like, ah! "Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I remember that now." <laughs> It's I'm sorry. Gonna, I they have if they have to win a first round. Not only Bro, it's like be the Capitals and the Penguins. You gotta go yeah, through them. You gotta slay the Dragons. It's like the Blues and the Blackhawks. It's like the Blackhawks and the Red Wings before. Like, like I don't care what anyone says. Like, I I think that team really like that win against the Red Wings is probably their favorite playoff series one ever. Like, not a doubt in my mind. Beating Big Brother and coming back down three one. Like, come on, man. That was like the passing of the torch had it already Literally. not been passed. Yeah. And then they passed the Blues three years later. <laughs> exactly. What did they pass? Good thing the Blues won that. Good thing the Blues won the Cup that year. Am I right? Am I right? Not three years after. Totally didn't lose to Joe Pavelski and Logan Couture. And Yo, then no one playoff play. menace Logan Couture. Like no one ever talks about that. That dude's a maniac in the playoffs. Um, By the way, speaking of mid, I know I keep going off on tangents, but like speaking yeah. of middling teams like Columbus, San Jose is kind of in that spot right now. That's like, what a no. San Jose is worse off than Chicago is right now. Dude, they, they have are, so many dudes locked up. How yeah. are you going to be bad? Unless you get hurt a bunch again, like they're kind of fucked. How do you? How are you going to? Because they're not a good enough team to win right now. No. How are you going to rebuild with all those contracts? And, not and it's not even like they have a great. Yeah, it's not even like they have a great prospect pot. Like, they have Willie Mecklin, and that's all I can really say. They about. locked into Willie Mecklin, by the way. Yeah. They're not getting Willie Mecklin at seven every single year. Like, that's not going to happen. Um, Dude, they're, they're in a tough spot, and, like, I probably wouldn't have re-signed Hurdle. I probably would have traded him for assets at the deadline. Yeah. But, man, they got a lot of eight-year deals, and they're not good. And on the wrong good. side of 30, and they're not a good oh, team. They're literally going to lose Timo Meyer in his prime because of that. Because Timo Meyer's up next year, I think. Because he signed a four-year deal, and that was like three years ago, so it should yeah, be coming. that's right. Fun, fun, fun. And they still don't – oh, wait, they have Kapanen. Never mind. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> what if that went to Chicago? No, but I – what if that would happen? Oh, no, we don't have – that could have asset management. I love how Chicago tried to circle back last minute, too. They're like, oh, wait, we'll take Kapanen now. And go here. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. Literally traded for a bit, too. That's how you know it was a fuck you. He's like, yeah, no, it's not happening. But – can I have a couple cut? No! He's no. going to San Jose. Hey, he's up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Dougie Wilson, get on the line. Doug Douglas Wilson, get on the Bro, line. Where's Kevin Fiala going this offseason? To Chicago, baby. Dude, I, I would be so freaking happy. I'll be over the moon. Somehow get their grimy paws on Kevin Fiala. <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be revenge for 2017. Now he's on our side. You want to talk yeah. about a winger that can help get the best out of Doc? Kevin Fiala is probably the guy in terms of skill. Like, put him with like Fiala and Radish or something. That's kind of a nasty line. I like your thinking there, lad. It's kind of a nasty line, man. Yeah, I don't is. know. That, um, damn. I might, I'd that, that goes I'd definitely be much. kicking the tires, as they yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, that, that that sounds like a line you could set your watch to. <laughs> I don't know why that's a saying, but I love it so much. But in hindsight, Kevin Fiala is a future Ottawa senator joining Jake Sanderson. And Claude Giroux when he goes to Ottawa. Is that a thing? Uh, apparently. I remember last offseason, that was a thing where Claude Giroux might have got traded to Ottawa, and I'm pretty sure he's from the area. 
Oh, that so. makes sense. I mean, shit, they pay him like 10 mil, so. <laughs> Fiala, Drew, and like Kachuk or something. But Drew's going to get one taste of playoff hockey again and be like, nope, I'm going to ABS this offseason. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Yeah, like, this is how the playoff standings are right now. So, um, color, it's, so the Central is Colorado, Minnesota, Nashville. Then Pacific is Calgary, LA, Edmonton. Then the wild card is St. Louis, Vegas, by the way. I don't think Vegas makes the playoffs this year. Like, Dallas just has four games in hand, and they're only one point behind. Like, if Dallas just wins most of the – like, the majority of games in hand, like, they, they control their own destiny. Like, Vegas yeah. does not. Dallas can't be losing games like they're losing. No, and if someone – if Edmonton could somehow fall to a wild card spot and play Calgary in the first round, please, please. Bro, that game last night, I went to bed. Nine to five? I went to bed. It was like five four. What the fuck happened? Like the Jesus. Oilers, the Oilers happened. They left. They're like Smith in for Koskinen. I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> like, geez. And dry, like I, I like I saw the highlights the morning this morning, and they were just like, yeah. Dude, try saw a hat trick. Just for he has these tied for Matthews now. No, Matthews got the lead again. He got an empty netter. He's got forty eight. Oh, that doesn't count. It's Toronto. It doesn't count anyway. That's right. That when he comes a Blackhawk in three years, it'll count. Oh worry. yes, brother. <laughs> no, he's going to Arizona, so he can play in front of three thousand people. Oh, he's gonna go play with Connor Bedard in the ASU stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be chills, bro. <laughs> it's gonna be chills. chills. <laughs> oh, Arizona is such a goddamn poverty franchise. Jesus. Yeah, the NHL is just a poverty league in general. So I mean, have we come to poverty. expect anything different? Absolutely not. No. On, no. And oh, yeah, and, the, and so the matchups would be Colorado versus Vegas. Ooh, if that, like, well, obviously Dallas has like the like the point percentage and games oh, and all that stuff. But just pausing it right now, those are both the teams that knocked Colorado out of the playoffs the last two years. If they play them in round one, yeah, Dal- if Dallas, game. yeah, if uh, Dallas is going to be in that spot, if Dallas plays Colorado, that's gonna, they're not going to have a good time. Jake going to have a bad time. Jake Otten, Jerry, you better get ready for fifty shots a game. Hey, <laughs> it's coming. Oh gosh, and then what would be the I other? Mean, who, who would Calgary play then? Uh, St. Louis, but uh, if we're just going off based off point percentage, it would be Nashville. Ooh, that could be interesting. I feel like those teams actually stack up surprisingly well with each other. And actually give Calgary a chance to get out of the first round. <laughs> yeah, for the first time since 2015. Yeah, can we talk about that? Can Calgary, like, not just, like, can they live up to expectations for once? Because I want to put faith in this Calgary team, but I remember the last three times Calgary was good, and every time they lost in round one. That is true, but I counter you with this Daryl Sutter. Hockey. I counter you with this. Johnny Gaudreau is still there, and he doesn't do shit in the playoffs. That's that that's where crazy. he's going to make his money. Like, he, you can have 106 points. You can have 110 points this year. You get, like, no goals in the playoffs, bro, you can knock two million. <laughs> no goals? No, no playoffs? Goals? No bitches? Come on. <laughs> um, Minnesota-St. Louis, I would love that series Banger. because they would just be – literally, they would beat the shit out of each Banger. other. Banger series. And Minnesota would obviously win because Marc-Andre Fleury will be the hero and take them to the conference final. Hell yeah, brother, because Tam Talbot's going to get yoinked in the first game and he's never going to look back. He's going to be like, did you say Tam- Blackhawks. That's right. Did you say Tam Talbot? I love that. Yes, because it's not Cam Talbot. Never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then LA and Edmonton. That'd be a fun uh, series, I feel. 
another series that McDavid should win, but he won't. Tragic. That's 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 the ghost of Ronson Kopitar's beat his ass. Philip to no masterclass again. Again, yeah. Bro, bro, he's got like I think he's like second on the team in goals this year. Yeah, he's got over twenty. I know that. Come on, Kopitar, bro. Oh, Trevor Moore's on a heater too. By the way, I love bringing up that Trevor Moore's having a great year. Like he's got like forty points now. What a piece! Um, now to the East, Florida would play Washington. Washington. Oh, Washington! Yeah, no, Washington would get the yeah. cheeks clapped. <laughs> oh, Actually, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Experience might win that one for Washington. Like if they can get some goaltending. That is true because I still don't trust Bobrovsky. That's like the only mm-hmm. thing I'm like. Where I would put like Florida in a true cup contender. If Bobrovsky can like just be average, like they'll probably be fine. I agree. Boston would play Carolina. Oh, Boston's got their number two. That would be interesting. Yeah. And they're hot too. Like Boston's like one of the be- been one of the best teams since the beginning of January. They've been incredible, man. Like their third line has been like we always talk about it. If you can roll three lines, you're just gonna be unstoppable. And Boston's now got that third line with like I think it's Frederick Coyle and Smith. And they got and they got so many defensemen now. Like, oh, dude, Hampus Lindholm's fit like a glove on that team. Jesus, like, oh, bad analytics. Let's play him with Charlie McAvoy or like any of those guys who have tremendous analytics. Yeah, let's put him with Charlie McAvoy, and he'll be like in a se- like seventy percent. Oh <laughs> no, we can't put him with McAvoy. I guess we got to put him with Carlo. Oh yeah. no, like now we're gonna put Mike Riley on the third pair. I'm pretty oh, sure the other no. day was a scratch. Jesus Christ, Boston's so stacked. Like I. You know me. I'm a big, I'm a big Boston supporter. Get, I like yeah, the way they run their organization. Me too. I think, I think you and I both. Yeah. Big Don um, Sweeney and Bruce Cassidy guys here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Jimmy though. He might have some. Uh, I don't know, man. I think Jimmy's Boston got a dog. I think, I think you know, it's it's a um, enemies to lovers type thing with Jimmy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask him that whenever. We go. <laughs> I'm gonna text me like four in the morning and be like, Yeah, just like, so what do you think about Boston there? <laughs> I'm just gonna, next time it shows Leafs and Bruin in the standings, I'm gonna text the group chat at like three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> or just put the, or no, just send the clip of like Steve Dangle yelling when he found Oh, dude, I, I'm gonna find movies. it, I'm gonna clip it, yeah. and I'm gonna send it because it's so funny. Like, he literally does like the hellacious scream that he does, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I do it. Yeah, it's funny. But, um, Oh, yeah. Dude, that would be a good – like, I'm sorry, but those first two East series would be super good. Like, no, Boston, the East Carolina in general is, is, is cracked. Like, any any team could win, and I would not be surprised because – Pittsburgh like, all them are so good. Like, oh, man. That's yeah, Pittsburgh shit. Rangers. Ooh, that will be fun. See what Igor's got because that's going to be the test. Yeah, Actually, let's see what Jari's got. <laughs> that's the better one. That's true. That is very true. You know what Igor's going to bring? If Jerry brings it, like the Pittsburgh might win Dude, that. Jerry's even average. They beat the Islanders. Yeah, I was going to say if they even beat if he was, <laughs> was even it average. Yeah. If he didn't, if he didn't put a perfect tape to pay, tape pass to Josh Bailey in Game Five and overtime, they might win that series. <laughs> Bro, oh my god, that was such a fucking like. That's the, them in the Capitals last year in the playoffs had so many facepalm moments. Like for the one where uh, Samson off like threw it right out the uh, was it Craig Smith or I'm Dave pretty Pop. sure yeah yeah like come on now. Um, oh man, so you got that playoff series, and then you got Tampa Toronto, which would be nuts. <laughs> Tampa would just run their shit like. 
Like, oh yeah, you thought you had him rough the last couple years? Like, oh, Carey yeah. Price, try Andre Vasilevsky. Now. That's the one playoff series where I'm like, okay, no, Tampa's got that. There's not, there's not even a shred. There's not even Toronto a better pray to God yeah. Boston stays hot, or they suck and go to a wild card because they do, they will not hang with Tampa. Dude, like, I honestly think Florida might be their best chance because goal. I think so too, man. Or, like, all, or honestly, they stack up really well against Carolina. Like that might be the one too. Like get out of the Atlantic as a wild card. You know what I mean? That like, remember true, how I always yeah. said that with the Hawks? I was like, if they could run this like Pacific back in the day when they were good, that would have been the thing. Because like that was back in like five teams mid Central of the year. That's the thing with the Leafs right now. Like if the Leafs could just sneak into the Metro side, they fare so much better against teams like the Rangers than they do against the Lightning. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a, it's a whole different ball game if they get in that side. But if they play Tampa, they're going to lose in five because Vasilevsky yeah. is going to shut that door so fucking mm-hmm. fast. <laughs> you thought Carey yeah. – he's not going to be like Carey Price and let you hang around for seven games. He's yeah, same with like – same with like Eunice Corpusell and Elvis. You think – what do you think Andre Vasilevsky is going to do that? Gonna, yeah. She didn't go fly with Vassy, bro. So. And just a few old guys named Victor Hemman, uh, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, you know, just those guys. And Brandon Hagel on the third line. Brandon Hagel is going to get the evening winner and every Leafs fan going to be like, we yes, should have traded Matthew. We should have oh, traded Matthew, Matthew Nice for him. Yeah. When Matthew Nice scenes when Matthew Nice turns the puck over to a Brandon Hagel goal in game six. <laughs> it's gonna be game. it's gonna be like when Gretzky turned the puck over to Iserman and he just slaps it from the <laughs> <line>. <laughs> Still like one of the, still one of the most rock star goals of all time, by the way. Not only just, that, but like the the shot of it going in. Whoever was the cameraman. Like, yeah. come on. Whoever was like, the cameraman who got that shot, like the corner, the puck going in, deserves like an Oscar for that. Which, speaking oh, of which, the Oscars are tonight. Bro, everyone's sending me this clip of like Will Smith slapping Chris Brown. Yeah, that's all. That's all I've seen from. I, I gotta watch that afterwards. I haven't like listened to it, but like I thought he punched him, but it looks like he slapped him. Oh, that looks crazy. I don't watch the Oscars though. All I know is Dune's no, sweet. And that's all that matters. By the way, if you haven't watched Dune, highly recommend on HBO. I Max. still haven't because I'm behind on every movie ever. No. Oh, you're good, dude. But like, Dune's, <laughs> Dune's getting all the awards right now, and it's very well deserved. Let's just put it that way. Um, for once, a, a for movie once? deserving of it, bro. Clearly, Spider-Man: No Way Home didn't win anything. I'm gonna riot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shit, cry, and maybe come. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, want to get into the Twitter questions? Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. So we're kind of talking about them before. How about damn Leafs? Also, how do you feel about Kevin Lincoln? And this is from our good pal, Vish. How you uh, doing, Vish, if you're listening? Honestly, I feel like I'm more confident in the Leafs than most people. Like, I think it's getting really swept under the rug that they're having, like, their best franchise year ever. And the biggest problem last year is not the problem right now, which is the top line. And their defense has gotten substantially better. You're getting Muzzin back for the playoffs, and you could probably play him third-pairing minutes, which would be super helpful. Um, I, if, if it's not this year, I don't know what year it's Yeah, going. their problem is is the division they're playing in. Yeah, and, like, obviously you probably want to get Jack Campbell back and start him a couple games too because you don't want to – it's not like – it's you don't want to like the Freddie thing where he comes back ice cold. So that's going to be interesting, but – like, th- this is, like, the best defensively the Leafs have been ever. This is the best they've been in terms of five-on-five. Five. They're still doing it with, like, a subpar power play. Like, it's starting to heat up lately. But, like, their penalty kill has been incredible this year. Like, they got, there's a lot of things that can you could point to and be like, you know, I could see the Leafs doing something this year. But it really it, – it's the same thing as it always is, Pierce. What is it? 
Are the big four going to show up? And is your goal? And are they just going to show up, bro? Like, who's going to show up? Are they going to give a general fuck? Well, like, because I feel like every year with the Leafs, like half of them show up and then half of them are ghosts. Like two years ago, you can never get a full team effort from. No, you can't. Like, I think out of like the what six playoff runs they've had, Matthews has been a Gronk in like two of them. He's been a ghost in two of them, also. Like, you got to have him firing all cylinders. You got to have Tavares firing all cylinders. Marner has to get a fucking goal in the playoffs. Yeah, and not flip the puck over. Like, I don't want to beat a. I don't want to beat a dead horse, and that horse is dead. Trust me. But like, he's got to do it. Uh. You gotta get depth scoring. You can't do a thing where you stack the top line again and make Nylander play center. In my opinion, that's just not how you're gonna win hockey games. I also think if Matthew Nice can make an impact, that really helps their hey, top. Hey, hey, don't forget Nick Abrzezi or however you say his Fuck name. Fucking throw David Camp on the top line. <laughs> David Camp, top line center time. Move over, Matthews. You're headed to the wing. It's David Camp. Move over, Matthews. You're <laughs> headed to the wing. Michael Bunting. Oh yeah, we're setting that frog Marner town. It's gonna be Bunting Camp Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I got I got a I got a decent amount of faith in the Leafs. But like we said earlier, it's really going to depend on who they play. In the yeah, I gotta I gotta see it to believe it. The only yeah. like every time they've like like they've gone to the playoffs, I've always chose against them because again, I need to believe it to see it. The only time I chose them was last year because not because I believe they're going to win, but because they were playing Montreal and I didn't trust Montreal to win, and they didn't even win anyway. So yeah, I lost all faith in the Leafs after 2019. So like I. That nothing really surprised me with what they do in the playoffs because, like, I thought they had Boston in the bag. Like, you're they going, did. They were three two in the series, two one game five win, like textbook win. Going home, Morgan Riley gets the first goal in game six. I'm like, the place is rocking. They're gonna win. Game six. Yeah, they were up three two going home, and they blew it and blew it. Like remember? they were bad. There was a bad game six and a bad yeah, game. Yeah, game seven. seven was awful. Do you remember? Dude, they've had three terrible game clinching games the last three years. You gotta be. I gotta see it in the clutch. I gotta see it in yeah. the clutch. You guys cannot put your tail between your legs in game and a game beside a game. You no. just can't do it. The last thing video like image last video in my mind is Joachim Nordstrom scoring from the goal wide on fresh and it just trickles through like that one. The Sean Corrali like clap yeah. bomb from the circle. There's the John Tavares post hit in 2020. Like I feel bad uh, for Vish. We're just going through like mental. I know. Right yeah, but, but I mean, like, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. They live this every bro. day. Like, yeah, dude. Literally, if they just get one fucking goal in Game Seven, it's probably a different story. But they're in their they're in their own heads. Dude, if they get one fucking goal in Game Six or Five, they win. Both those games went to overtime, and the first shot in Game Six, Campbell face went in. Because right. Shannon Sturman tried to do a spin around at the blue line. Oh my god, and then the Galchenyuk turnover too. Like, oh my god. Not even like, that. If they get an extra goal in game one and win that game, because there was only 2-1 in game one, they might even fucking man, see Paul Byron really has a knack for scoring against the Leafs in hilarious situations. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, believe it when we see it. I if will they, say one thing, though. I'm sorry. What? I was going to say, if they win, it's going to be in game seven. They have to. They're, they're, they're not going to sweep. They're not going to win in five or six. They're, if they're going to win, it's going to be a game seven. And if anything, I bet it's they come back down 3 1. It's going to be something where they just wagon their way out of it to finally do it. But also, like we said before, I think their best chances are against Florida and Carolina. They they can't play Tampa or Boston. They won't no. get smoked. And Boston is just because the they Rangers, own them. Even the Rangers, I think they have a good chance against. Mm hmm. But, like, Boston's going to just – they're in their head. 
before they even get on the ice. It's not even that Boston's really better than again. It's just like a psychological it's mental thing. man. Yeah, it's Big Brother. Like they're Tampa Bay is just flat out better than them. Yeah, Tampa's just gonna masterclass their ass. That's that's a whole different story. Like, who the fuck's gonna stop Victor Hedman? Or who are you gonna like? That's know. why I'm true. That's why I think we're gonna get into this in the next question. Like, that's why I think Tampa Bay is gonna three peat. Yeah, Danny, Danny, you need to fucking figure figure that out. But <laughs> <laughs> the first team ever in NHL history to win three cups in a row, bro. Literally, I knew one of my friends was gonna dunk on him too, and like two seconds later, Connor dunked on him. I was like, thank you, jeez. But um, yeah, like I think we I think we talked about it every show. Like I Tampa's my pick to win the cup until they lose. Like yeah. y- until you beat the top dog. Okay, it. it's like it's like Toronto. Like I have to believe it to see it. Like if as long as Tampa is like in there, they're gonna win. Dude, the closest team has been the Barry Trotz Islanders to beat them in the last two years. Think yeah, and they're not even in there anymore. They're not going to no. make the playoffs this year. Like, I obviously, if Florida starts the right goalie last year, I think they'd give them a good run for their money. But like Tampa's ran Boston shit the last couple of years. They've yeah. ran. They shut down Carolina. Dude, really. they shut um, down Carolina. Yeah. That does not get talked about enough. Like, I man, t- even if Tampa's a wild card, dude, they're going to fucking cause some problems. Like. Yep. It's it's like how the Blackhawks used to be when they were really good. The Blackhawks never had to be the one seed when they had their nope. core together. If they got in as the three seed, which by the way, that's what the Lightning won their cup as last year. That's what the, that's what Chicago did in 2015 too. They were the third seed yep. in the division. Yep, like you don't have to be the top dog to get in the. You just gotta get in. You just gotta get into the dance, as I, as they always say. Get in the dance. You don't know what happens. But that being said, I do think Tampa can do it. It just comes down to uh, the biggest thing for me is fatigue. I. I yeah, we that's going to catch up to them eventually. That's we a saw lot of Pittsburgh. Dude, and that's all – yeah, and that was all, like, within a calendar year that they won two cups. I think less than a calendar year because it was September to July. Gassed. They're going to be gassed. Like, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Because, like, obviously, like, they've had guys get hurt, so there's been a kind of way of load management in a way. But, like, man, if even if Vasilevsky's not on his A game, that might be a problem because, like – Let's be let's be real. He's the reason they won those last two cups. He got four shutouts in the four game clinching games. That is so year. ridiculous, Fucking dude. Gronk shit, stud. Like that single handedly put him into the Hall of Fame right there. Literally, bro. Like that's one of the best goalie performances ever. And that's like saying something because Carey Price was doing Gronk shit in the other conference, getting to the cup yeah. final that year, carrying just a terrible Montreal team. Hey, hey, um, come on, Ben Sherratt was helping too. <laughs> but I don't know about you, but like out of all the teams here, like who's going to be the team that dethrones them? Like I'm looking. And I I'm don't like, know, man. If Florida gets them and they get goaltending, that's maybe because they can go blow for blow. Because they can offense. score against Florida, like Tampa. That was a, that was Florida was really the only team that could do that last year. Was beat Vasilevsky. Yeah, that was that was the national audience's introduction of Mackenzie Weger and Braden Point took him to school like four times. <laughs> that was not okay. Um. But like you said, yeah, like they, they can score against Florida. They can score against Carolina. They can score against Boston. <laughs> they, can, they can score against every team. Yeah, we're not bringing up the Leafs. Like, no. I will say one thing. The Rangers did play them pretty well last week. Like, Igor was in his bag, and he outdueled Vassy. So, like you said, that could be interesting. I got to be I gotta be honest. I have no idea which team dethrones Tampa. Like, again, I got to I gotta see it to believe it until I'm it's proven out wrong Tampa otherwise. Always is. They're going to beat themselves. It's not going to be the other teams, like, just – Leaps and bounds better, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's gonna be some crazy mental errors. You're gonna you're gonna need Brain Hopey to post a shutout in game six and game seven for that. Time. That does not get talked about yeah. enough, by the way. Brain Hopey did not let up a goal after the second period of game five. He won like I think he won eight periods without allowing a goal. Stud. Stud. 
That's when he knew Washington was going to win the cup. Oh, dude. Braden Holby was such a tank that year in the playoffs after he got. The funny thing is, though, statistically, wasn't even his best playoff year. Oh, still didn't won. he win the Vezin the year before? Like, or yeah. Before? Like, I'm pretty I'm sure great, man. He didn't have, like, he was, like, a 900 goalie, and he didn't have a shutout all that season. And his, his first shutout was those two back-to-back shutouts before they got in the cup final. And then he had the save against Vegas. Like, and that's going back, yeah, and that's going back to Tampa Bay. They could have, like, easily three or four cups already. Right. Oh, my gosh. Tampa 26, 2016 as well, they lost in Game 7 to Pittsburgh because Brian Russ got, like, two cups in Game 7. Oh, yeah. And Another like, underrated part that people forget about, Game 6, Tampa actually scored first, Jonathan Drouin scored, but they were offside. And they got called back and Pittsburgh won the game. I was at that game. Were you in actually? Tampa? Yeah. And then, because I'm pretty sure, what? oh, wait, no, this might have been, no, okay, I was at that game because I remember it because I think Kessel scored twice. And I he scored, like, on the power play on, like, a five-on-three or some shit. And the whole building. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. everyone was getting hyped about it. They're like, we're going to see the trophy presentation again. It's going to be so cool, blah, 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 blah. Because they were up 3-2 in the series. Mm-hmm. And Crosby and all them just went shutdown mode. And I just remember, like, some dude behind me. Like, I vividly remember this. This dude behind me just screams, man, I miss NCIS for this shit. And I'm the fourth goal <laughs> went in. And I started dying laughing. I was just like, this is peak Tampa right Keep in mind, it's like before Tampa was winning cups. So like, this is probably like a lot of new fans. So you you witnessed them like lose like big games like three times because 2015, yes, 2016, I've... and 2018 as well. Weren't you there for Game Seven, 2018? Yep. I've seen Tampa's downfall on many occasions. I saw the Ben Bishop run into Victor Hedman. I saw the <laughs> dude. I've seen some crazy ass Tampa mass disaster classes. Like oh. I saw the Game Six one against Pittsburgh. I saw Game Seven where Ovi just collapsed one like. A minute and and, and you knew it was all over after that, bro. Literally, like you see the celebration from him. I'm like, oh yeah, he's fucking. He's no, laughing. they're they're on a mission. They're winning, yeah. dude. And like, let me tell you, the atmosphere for that game seven. Like, I was like, yeah, this is not like any other game because they sucked it right out away. Like, the, holy the shit, dude! Like, if you were there before puck drop, that place was like rocking. Like, it was nuts. Obi took the life out of that stadium within a minute, and it was and great because Connor and Keegan were sitting across the stadium from me, right? Because yeah. we had like two tickets and two tickets. We're like, we're on opposite yeah, sides. Yeah. I can see Connor and Keegan jump up and celebrate every time <laughs> the Caps score. Because there's Cause no Caps fans around. Didn't, Bur- didn't Burkowski get two goals that game oh, too? right in front of his side. So I saw them both. Like Burkowski had that like classic turnover goal. Then I think he had another one like that. And then uh, I'm pretty sure it was McDonough turned over the puck. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Hedman missed like a wide open net. Like, That's, no, that was Johnny Court. I remember that. Oh, was Johnny Court? Right. Yeah. I think Hedman set up the – I think he set up the pass. That's yeah, like, he set up the pass and, like, Gore was right. And I remember, like, Brooks Orford got, like, a stick on it. I, was, I, saw, I saw that play and I was like, yeah, the Caps are winning this game. Yeah. Like, there's not a chance of that. That's they how you knew. On that, like, yeah, that's how you knew Holpe was going to get back-to-back shot. Dude, <laughs> I remember Connor was, like, preaching it, right? Because I was like, dude, Tampa's looking good right now. I was like, no, dude, this is fucking bullshit. Because Tampa's literally only getting power play goals right now. And I remember looking at, like, games three and four and I was like, well, he's kind of right. Like, <laughs> it's the only way, like – they're getting consistent offense, and then five on five, they just shut that shit down. So, like, really cool. And Tampa learned the lesson from that because now look at Tampa; they're just freaking. Oh, no, and, and then they five. then they had to experience twenty nineteen too. Like, they yeah, well, you know, shit. Yeah, <sighs> fun times. I experienced. It's like we talked about this. It's like the Virginia thing when they got bounced. They were the one seed and got bounced around one of the uh, tournament, and then came back the next year and just ran everyone's shit and won the title. Yeah, it's like exactly yeah, we know we did. did. We're just gonna come back and prove that we're still good. Like, and because Tampa didn't even go to a single game seven in the bubble. Nope, 
Nope, just dominant ass. Like, and even like last year, like games they they won with game seven against the Islanders, which I mean, yeah. good for the Islanders pushing that far. But you knew Tampa. What's game seven? Game. Or they go to game six against them the year before? Yeah. But um, like there was never a moment where you're like, oh, Tampa like might actually lose this. Like they, uh, they I'm not gonna lie, dude. If they don't win that five overtime game against Columbus, who knows what the fuck that happened. that is true. But yeah, there was never like a moment where. You're like when on those runs, or oh, I think no. 2021, where you're like, okay, like they're they're going to be out of this. But yeah, I think that hurdle when in that in that five overtime game, that's where you're like, yeah, we got this. Literally, I worked a full like I think I worked a six hour shift, and that game was still not over. I'm like, what's yeah. going they should have got fucking what's his name to do the call. And it's like they slayed the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just beating Columbus. <laughs> Columbus. Oh, and that, that, that's what they needed to do. But they played Dallas and Montreal for both of those cups. Yeah, come what on. a fever dream. Yeah, <laughs> what a fever dream. That whole 2020 bubble was a fever dream. I still. Bro, the like, fucking I, Blackhawks were in it. It's already yeah. fraudulent. Like, come on now. <laughs> but will the Tampa Bay Lightning be the first team to win back to back to back Stanley Cups? Like, since the Islanders. No. Since the Islanders, not even the Oilers did it in the 80s. I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no, strictly from fatigue. After that entire rant and after gassing up the lightning for like ten minutes, I'm gonna say that. Well definitely like you like this is the best team like chance we've ever seen a team definitely within our lifetimes. And yeah, the penguins didn't have this good yeah, of a chance. Yeah, yeah, no. There's no way. And we saw that in twenty eighteen, like they were they were gassed. Like I, I obviously can't speak for like the Red Wings back in the two thousands and nineties, but like this is the closest we're gonna see it. Definitely within our lifetimes, yeah. This is like, the they best kept shot. Everyone and they're all in their prime. And they added, they got freaking Hagel and Nick Paul in their third line. And they, and got, they got Corey Perry, guys. who's a great yeah. offseason acquisition. Belmar's been good for them. Like they're gonna be a tough out. Whoever takes them out, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough. Oh, game. they should yeah. pass on the back for whoever takes them out. You should feel good about it, even if you that's like your own Stanley Cup right there. Seriously, bro. Like you it's gonna take a lot to take them down. Just you one, you gotta get past Bassey. So you gotta get past that offense. You gotta, you gotta shut get past down that the defense. Offense, yeah. Like Tampa's defense gets slept on a lot. Like that. Well, I don't think the left side does. But no, like, that's why they're just such a complete. They might be the most complete team of like the cap era. Yeah, and they don't have like a quality right-handed defenseman. Doesn't matter. But, that, but, but when you have a left side of Hedman, McDonough, and Jeff, you're probably fine. And like Sherdak's okay. And they hey, the Leafs finally took that approach. They got fucking Riley, Giordano, and Muzzin on the left side. Yeah. Just stack, just get a bunch of good defensemen. It usually works. Or just do a, re- or you got to have a really good system like the Penguins did. Is they had that defense. They How, did that. I still don't get 27. How do they win with that deep? Ron Hainsey was playing top pairing minutes. I, still I don't, don't know, dude. Like, I just don't know. Like, Pittsburgh shouldn't have won that conference. No, they should have not. They very much should have not. But, I mean, hats off to them because I got, that's. I got so pissed looking at that Final Four that year. I was like, dude, like, Pittsburgh's going to get a repeat. Like, there's no way in hell Nashville wins. Anaheim's too old. And fucking uh, Ottawa, good one. And they still almost won. Yeah, they still – they got into a double overtime game. Dude, seven. talking – speaking of, like, changing, like, if the Lightning didn't do that, dude, if the Sens get that game seven overtime winner, they don't rebuild. Like, they don't. They might, they even win, they might win the cup that year. Dude, they actually give Eugene Melnick money because they actually sell out for a cup final game. Actually, no, they weren't even selling out for no, I don't think they were. <laughs> I don't even think the game six that they played they sold out. Just move the goddamn stadium. <laughs> no, but that would be a simple solution. Like that would require money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, um, yeah, enough about a tangent about the lightning. Yeah. Um, so 
Connor asked this question. You got to replace one of the three new era cups with another playoff run resulting in the cup. Which one are you picking? Why? And I think we both have, we'll have the same answer for this. But he do, did he say pick the playoff run? Because I'd swap 2010 for 2014 in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, I can fucking take it in a heartbeat. Because they were Nick Lennon's elbow away from a three-peat. I don't care what any Ranger fan says. We would have smoked their ass in the cup. Oh, 100 That was the Stanley Cup final right there. I like, don't care. Oh, my I God. I see Rangers fans. We probably would have had a better chance against the Black Hawks. Bro, you no. guys only made it because Price got hurt. Like. Yeah. I'm sorry. One, if you, like <laughs> you lost to five games, the Kings, what like, and you said you have a better chance against Blackhawk. Okay, maybe you forced it to game six, but you're not winning that series still. Hundred percent. And like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, 2014, obviously, because that was like the next closest they got to a cup. But like, yeah. uh, I want to say like 2009 would have been cool. Just like when Taves and Cameron. Yeah, like game. right off the bat, that'd just be beat cool. the Stanley Cup champion. You know, would have been cool. 20, 2016 wouldn't have been bad either. Dude, I remember looking at the 2016 playoff, and I was like, dude, if we beat the Blues, we'd probably make it to the conference final. And I'm sorry. I, they we at least got to see a, a Chicago-Pittsburgh final, but Pittsburgh probably would have smoked them that year because like, they were on a mission. Because, like, the Hawks were good that year as a three seed. It wasn't like – like, I still believe if Duncan Keats not suspended game one, they probably beat St. Louis game one. They lost one nothing in overtime. Off of a puck off that was so. That's that. That was such a close, like close series. Like such a good they, series. Yeah, but I knew that series was fucked when they blew a lead after the third period, and like that was that's back right, when games, the Hawks used to never do that. So that like, was game did, three, right? Yep, game three. They were up two one, and they lost four to two. And I was just like, "That's not good. That's not what you want to see." And then they do the same in game four as well. Uh, or, yeah, they remember. did. They were up. I think they were up fucking three to two in that one and blew it. So like. Oh no, 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 no. They were up two to one because they were down four to two and then Shaw got that weird ass goal that like oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he got suspended because they lost they two games at home. That's when you knew they were fucked. Oh, like, dude, that was rough. And they stole two on the road in St. Louis, too. Like you would have thought that would be it. Because like for old Hawks teams, that would have been the way. But like, yeah, like you said, they couldn't win on home ice. And it was just a different team in 2016, too. Like, you gotta remember, like, they had such roster turnover. That yeah, year. that's such a huge turnover that year. Yeah. And like they played a completely different style with like Panarin and Kane. And it was like that high octane style. And you know, fucking when Host is leading your team in goals that playoff and Duncan Keith, like, yeah. It's, it's a. Yeah, if Jonathan Taze got one goal, they might win that series. And he had seven assists. It's not like he wasn't. Yeah, it's not like he wasn't doing anything. But he and, and Kane had one goal. Like, come on. Yeah. And Kane's only like goal that. was overtime winner. And then Panarin. I love how Panarin is like, no, nah, he's not a playoff performer. I'm pretty sure he had like seven or eight points that series. Bro, literally had seven points, and then he had three points. Hey, in. hey, table Teravainen, if he got a goal. Yeah, that's true. I mean, do they trade him if he gets a goal that series and they no. win? No, they don't. I don't think so. And it sucks, guys. Man, that's the one. Like, yeah, the Panarin one sucks, but man, Teravainen. Yeah, at least you got Sod. You at least you got Sod back, but like, you got nothing for Teravainen. You got absolutely. Jack for and the draft picks table. didn't amount to anything. I'm pretty sure no. Chad Chris is one of them. I think. Like, come on now. Yeah, him or Kayuma, one of the two. I know it wasn't the break because yeah. I was it's a not the break. It. That's for sure. exactly. But um, also, if I had to name one more run, I think 2014 still the one I stick with. I like 2016. Oh, definitely. Also, yeah. But man, 2011, if they could have just knocked off the Canucks. One oh, time. that's right. A three net. They they could have won the cup that year, bro. If they if they beat the Canucks going down 3-0. Vancouver blows it up that offseason. There's not a doubt in my fucking mind. Like, are the Sedins still in Vancouver to end their career if they blow that series? Like, because they were the that happened, That's funny because it, it happened to them like 
a couple years later when they got swept by they lost. They LA. got smoked by LA back. Then. Well, LA, LA smoked everyone that year. <laughs> Dude, like we talk about it all the time, like oh yeah, we don't see update or upsets in the NHL anymore. That's the last time. Like that in Nashville, are the only times we've seen crazy eight seed like. But it wasn't like run. LA was a Cinderella team. Like they were hot down the stretch, and when they got oh, into the right playoffs, hot. like they were. Who's they got your card, bro? Yeah. But they fucking smoked everyone in their path in 2012. Like, Dustin Penner was just a gronk that playoff. Like, yeah. Oh, jeez. And they could, have, they could have repeated that. They could have repeated it in 2013, but they were totally fatigued. Like, you could tell in that oh, season yeah. in Chicago, they, they were so exhausted. After, it, it, they didn't win game one, and that really broke the case. Because game two, the Hawks came out swinging. And was, remember, it was back-to-back nights, I'm pretty sure, that they played. Yeah, I don't know on. why that happened either. That was I don't so know either. Like, I'm... Like, it's not like this year where there's back-to-backs. There's, like, that was different. But, like, in yeah. 2013, that's just, I don't know, that was odd. And then, like, Keith And once they stole that game and that one game four in L.A. when uh, Keith was suspended, you knew they were going to win. Like, Fucking that was Clutch as hell. Oh, man. <laughs> fun times. Fun times. Yeah, um, yeah. What was I going to say? Do uh, you have any other questions? Because I got one I want to close out on. Uh... Uh, Tate asked us a bunch of questions. I feel like we touched on a lot of this. Like Tate is being moved before next season. Blah blah. blah. How does it finally? The how does it find feel to finally be free? Questions of Alex Nylander, which by the way, like that. I remember at the time. I think we've talked about this. Like Lafferty, Nylander is a good trade because at least Lafferty can like. At least he's playing on the roster. He can. He, he's playing on one. He's playing on the roster and actually can do things without the puck. My dad said it best. He's the exact opposite of what. The problem was with Nylander forever. Exactly, Nylander yeah. had all this skill and just all never the finish. Tried. Lafferty has all the skill. He just does not have the finish. But hey, oh, I'll take a guy who tries every shift over a guy who's got the skill. And no, takes you the can shift never, off. you can never accuse Lafferty of taking a shift off. Yeah, which by the way, the, it sounds like it runs in the family with the Nylanders because like everyone was bitching at Willie yeah, Nylander yeah, last that's night. Right, that's he, right. he has those moments where he just kind of turns off the clock too a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, and his last question was: Should the Hawks trade for more former Erie Otters? Which, which I say yes. Let's get Eric Chernock and Anthony Sorelli from Tampa Bay. Darren Radish, baby. Yeah, Darren Radish, who was with us before, but then we traded him for Peter Holland, who retired recently. Remember that Blackhawk legend Peter Holland? I totally forgot about that shit. Oh my god, that, that goes in the was... same category as Blackhawk legend Jason Garrison. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is okay. insane. Holy shit. Oh my god. Peter Holland, bro. What a guy. Can you just there's retire? no way there's no way this quote is true. So this is from Saad Yusuf. I made a comment earlier tonight that I am guess went over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. I pride myself and think of my of myself as a man of faith, as there's a drive in the left field by Castiano, so that'll be a home run, so that'll make it a four nothing ball game. There's no re- there's no way that's true. I gotta see the video. Bro, did you see um so in spring training, Castellanos got drafted to a new or traded to a new team or signed with a new team yeah. or something. Can you go to the Phillies? Yeah, Phillies. Yeah. First spring spring training at bat, they're talking about the Blue Jays coach, like his DUI speech, and he gets a base hit. You can't escape it. It's like death and taxes, bro. Holy shit. The PJ's cast has disbanded. And then you check Twitter, Nick Cassiano's home run. Glance, grand slam. (laughs) Dude, just like tweet that up on Baseball Fools. It's like, I have a bread to report you that the Taze and Kate are like that. Yeah, Taze and Kane have requested, requested a trade. They've they've made Then the next tweet above it's just like Nick Cassiano's grand slam. Oh, 
By the way, I got a I got a question from my brother. He just said, yeah, let's hear. Let's like, that's, why I said that's why I said Taves and King because I just saw that he was like, "Who goes first, Taves or King?" And I 100 percent believe it's Taves. Taves, yeah, Taves is gone. Like, and I think you and I can both agree. Like, I think you've said it multiple times, but like, I can probably have a better heart cheering for this team if that happens. Which sucks, yeah, especially because I have a lot because... of memories of him as my captain, and it's mm-hmm. crazy. He's two games away from a thousand, which is yeah, like wish we could like have. Like, obviously, he's still out of hell of a career, but, like, man, yeah. there's a big-ass, like, asterisk on that. Yeah, man. There already was one on Kings. Like, we kind of already t- touched mm. on that. But, like. I uh, feel like we've kind of accepted Kane for, like, what he's done on the yeah, off-ice. But... It's just, it's... Not, not necessarily accepted it because it's not good. But, like, no, we, like, he's we, still we, a piece we, 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 we kind of, like, expect it out of him, you know? Like, like let's put it this way. If Taze gets traded, I don't think he should be the captain. Like, no. that's simple as that. Exactly, yeah. We saw that going around. Like, if you're going to give a captain, give it to Debrinket or Jones. Yep, 100%. Um, but I I also think Taves is, like, Taves is just such a hell of a competitor at the end of the day, too. Like, he his drive is really going to – that's going to push him to a trade more than anything. If he, if he hears, like, he's got another chance to go win and he can go to Colorado for, like, two and a half, he's going to take it. And I don't blame him. He's got every right to. Like, exactly. he doesn't know this franchise a damn thing anymore. The, and yeah, the franchise that's, doesn't that's, know him a damn thing anymore. Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. Like they they control your destiny. If they want to go win another cup, they can. That's the best Both part. It's like it's literally Subway. You made the sandwich, bro. Yeah, <laughs> my brother oh, in Christ. You don't want to be in this situation. You signed the no move clause. Sorry, bro. <laughs> my brother in Christ, you're the one who won. <laughs> brother in that'll, Christ, that'll be <laughs> that'll be yeah, that'll be Kyle Davidson. <laughs> It's like one of my favorite memes where it's like Kermit, my brother in Christ. <laughs> I saw oh, one man. where I saw the, the video where I think Toronto lost a game. I forget who it was against. It was like Kyle Dewis getting mad and someone quote tweeted. It was like Kyle Dewis getting mad that he the, getting mad. Bro, my brother in Christ, you're the one who built the team. I love that. Bro, and like, that's the thing. Like people dunk on Kyle Dewis. I'm like, how are you going to dunk on Kyle Dewis? He literally made no, a great He is not the problem. Like he, like, he what's is, the he quote? He's put all the pieces there to work. Like let's not pretend like he has. What's, what's the quote? He built a, he put it together a great team of losers. Literally, man. Literally. Ah, dude, I I feel bad, but if he like, man, it's crazy because like think about it, Colorado almost got Kyle Davidson, Kyle Davis. Yeah, that's right. Oh Oh, no, no, they had to keep Joe Sackick. Oh Oh, no, and then they almost fired him after the Matthew Shane trade. Oh no, and then you know if only that didn't work out. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, but speaking of the Avs, that's a case of keeping your coach through a rebuild case of Derek King, because, like, they kept Jared Bettner from the shit season. So, (laughs) like, if if you can make it out with the team, that's that's good on you. So, if Derek King can force those um, moral, not morals, but, like, you know, play styles in the team and, like, those ethics and, not ethics, but you know what I mean, like, mentality. Like, that's Here's the thing. If he can somehow get that team from not when they allow a goal, like, making it, like, a snowball effect where they allow, like, three goals in three minutes, I think that will go a long way. Bro, That's if you be... get this team to win a 3-1 game, 3-2 game consistently, I will be a happy camper. Like, honestly. Yeah. I'd much rather have that than these like eight four outbursts once a month. That's gotta be yeah. That's gotta be a focus going forward. Like walk it down, and like when you allow a goal, it can't be like the sky's falling down. <laughs> All right, you ready for the final question? It's a Let's series of questions. A series comes, of questions comes from known known fan of the show Nick Roberts. He asks <laughs> it's a series of questions. First question: Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man? That lives on Pillsbury Lane. 
<laughs> Not the gumball drugs from buttons. buttons. So that's the first question. Do you know the Muffin Man? Yes. All right. Good answer. He took my gumball drop buttons. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very traumatized by it. <laughs> Second, do you feel like a shark boy or a lava girl today? <laughs> Good question, Shark Boy. That's what I said, bro. That really went into like the deep recesses of my mind. Bro, I'm, I'm gonna clip that shit instead of the neck. He's gonna die laughing. That's like a running joke in between our friend group. Like, I haven't watched that movie in like 15 years, man. That's oh so my funny. God. <laughs> Bro, literally, like, we'll be sitting there and Nick will send, like, a series of questions to a random person like that and just be like, do you know the Muffin Man? And do like, you what? like oatmeal by a chance? <laughs> My favorite question to ask like that is, is guacamole a jam? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> is ketchup a smoothie? Ooh. Is soup a cereal? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. These are the questions we leave you with, viewers. Yeah. These are Listen. these are the real questions to ask. It's not about hockey. It's these are the hard-hitting questions. questions. Exactly. Call me Will Arnett. You know, mm-hmm. whenever we have a guest on, we should ask those questions instead. Well, I'm literally going to ask after a shark boy or a lava girl every fucking time now. That's the yeah. new thing. Like, can you imagine, like, we're having, like, a serious interview with, like, Scott Wheeler again, and I just bring it yeah. up. <laughs> I'm so out of left field. No one sees it coming. Yeah. Like, pineapple and pizza. Are you a shark boy? Are you a yeah. girl? <laughs> so here, no, you thought that, that was the most important question. How no. are you feeling shark boy or lava girl today? <laughs> Wait till I settle up for this one. <laughs> Round them. <laughs> uh, I guess you could. That's all though from my is end. that didn't you get questions from your brother? Oh, my question from my brother was the Tazen King one. He's oh, we already got oh, okay. he was gonna go on a rant about like the thousand game ceremonies. He wanted to vent about that, and I was just uh, like, What they do, they do do thousand game ceremonies, you give like the silver stick and stuff. And he was like, Oh, well, I guess more teams should just make a bigger deal about it. I think he's alluding to what they did with Backstrom last night, which was oh, yeah, cool. where they threw freaking what was it, apples on the ice. Oh, yeah. And did you see the clip of him like trying to bite into one? Bro, did you? Connor sent me the clip. Bro, apparently some of those apples like pelted Nico Hesher and your or Sarah Govich in the head. Like those like plush yeah. apples. Like, I think they had that hematon. Oh, yeah. I got that they had that protection. Call him. Don't call him Michael Trakos because he doesn't leave and riding a house and riding a bike. <laughs> Michael um, Trakos. Oh, uh, yes. The guy who thought Chicago would be a cup contender with Tampa and Vegas. The guy who thought that women's hockey should not exist. Yeah. Yeah. Alongside of a lot of other people that, yeah, this suck. Oh, I want to end it off on this. Canada made the world, the, the FIFA World Cup for the first time since 1986. So. <laughs> That's cool. Well, That's bad. awesome. Well, I saw Italy's not qualified again. Yeah, I, I, did, I did see that. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> fucking Jimmy just sent a funny meme. <laughs> nah, that, that Jimmy, you better get his fucking ass on the show sooner. Nah, I'm just, I'm just playing with you, Jim, Jimbo. You Jim Jamba Lamb? Jim Jamba Lamb. You take all the time. You, you need rascal. Like, nah, you, you little rascal. But no, seriously, come on the show, please. Please, the kids miss you. Yeah, and oh, and yeah, Reagan was actually gonna come on today, but she's sick, so hope you get feel better, Reagan. Yeah, so hopefully, I don't know when Jimmy will be back on, but 
Hopefully we can get the actual because we we technically haven't had a podcast like all four of us since we officially announced that Ray was part of the team. All Scott, four of us. Just all such busy bees, bro. That 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 do be true. We be we be on that grind whether it's work or school, both. Both. <laughs> it, it be a be a be, be a busy time, buddy, 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 buddy. That's all for now, folks. But uh. Anyways, uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Um, long podcast, so hopefully we get more listens. Fun, fun, fun. Anyways, peace out.